This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. A special edition of Chapter Tactics. Last weekend, uh, we had episode 35. Thomas, our guest, say hi, Thomas. How you doing? Uh, he came on the podcast to talk about uh, Space Marines and the Index Imperium 1. Unfortunately, we ran out of time because there's just so much to go through in the Index. So this special edition is for you guys, for you guys who want to not only learn about space marine tactics and the rest of the the power armor quote unquote models uh, blood angels death watch um gray knights gray space knights, wolves space dark wolves. angels uh and not only and we also didn't cover the rest of vanilla space marines so in this episode we're just going to jump right into it we're going to talk about the rest of the fast attack options we didn't talk about and we're going to talk about space marine flyers the heavy support choices named characters and then we're going to briefly go into every single faction uh Dark Angels, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, Grey Knights, Death Watch, because each of those, I think you could argue each of those deserve their own episode, right? So we're just going to briefly talk about what makes them different, uh, their rules, some of their cool stuff, and some of the strong stuff in armies that we've seen when we played them or when we've talked about playing them. Sounds good. All right. Thomas, thank you for coming on, and let's jump right into it. it. So, fast attack options. We finished talking a little bit about Scout Bikers, at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we we beat the Vanguard veteran and Jump Pack Marine uh, topic to death. So, Space Marine <laughs> bike squads, <laughs> uh, Space Marine bike squads. Uh, yeah, uh, they seem really they they seem good. The two wounds going to two wounds, man, that's that's really big. It's a huge change from the past. Um, I don't know how well it plays on the table when you when you're looking at your base cost being like what thirty one points for a model. And then you still have to pay for its gun. Uh, yeah. So is that, is that the big, case? Yes. Um, I actually heard something interesting that I thought you would kind of get a kick out of uh, online. Uh, there, basically, there's a uh, someone told me, "Hey, Pablo, why don't you use company veterans on bikes?" Uh, some a model we didn't really talk about a lot in last week's episode, uh, and so I wanted to kind of bring those up as another point. Um, mm-hmm. he said you can arm them with storm bolters and with the twin bolt guns and then give them like storm shields. Sure. Or, or whatever. Right. Um, uh, eight shots, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you get eight bolter shots. And then if you give them a chain sword on top of the bolter, uh, they have, you know, three attacks in close combat. Uh, and then they have, of course, they have the eight shots that, uh, from the bolter shots and they're, I think 190 points for five, um, which actually isn't terrible. Uh, so I just I wanted to give that person a little shout out. 
Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember um, what their name was. I would have, you know, got, grabbed them. I would have uh, given them a shout out. But actually, I could probably just go on Frontline and where they posted their posts and then give them a shout out right now. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. And I think that's kind of the name of the game with Space Brain Bikes is not you, you shouldn't run like hammer units like they're not Death Star components like they used to be. Uh, you have to run them cheap. Uh, they already had come with four bolt shots with the twin bolt gun on top of the bike. Um, so if you give them like a, something like a Storm Bolter or a combi weapon like a Combi Flamer, a uh, cheaper one, which is Combi Flamer I think is the best, cheapest one, uh, they start to get really points. docky. Yeah, 11. That's great. That's perfect for what you need them to do. Um, I've got them right here. Uh, a lot of love. A lot of love in the, the comments. Thank you, guys. Uh, ah, Requisian. Requisian, you you not only just subbed in the Twitch chat yesterday, uh, recording this on Wednesday, um, but you also dropped that interesting thing, and I wanted to give you a specific shout out. Uh, that was cool. Um, I I think it's kind of I think it's kind of an interesting role, and I personally uh, don't have those models, and I I don't I'm not sure of how good they are, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's worth I think it's worth uh, looking at a list and and trying it out. Now, to go along with what you were saying there, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of points because, yeah, these guys aren't, uh, you know, they aren't a Death Star, Death Star component. I do think that they are tough enough that uh, they they kind of make up for their their a little bit more spendy cost. And and I, you do here's the other thing you have to consider about them. Um, considering this whole idea that we've talked about here with these bolters, all of the shooting, all that great shooting, you're going to get within 12 inches, which means you're going to basically be there where you want to assault anyway. So you're going to be looking at, hey, how do I build this into how, – how does this unit build into uh, more of an assault army or even just an assault component of an otherwise uh, shooty army or whatever? You know, hey, I've got right. a couple of units of these guys rolling up the table, and I still have a fire base back behind doing all of my work for me. These guys are going to go out and grab objectives and be able to take out uh, you know, smaller units or whatnot. So all that bolter shots and, and, the, and the chainsaw, that's, that's great extra stuff. But you want to also have, uh, you know, some special weapons of some kind. I think um, either you, more likely close combat special weapons rather than yes. shooting weapons in this situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, give your give that give that veteran com- that company veteran sergeant, uh, you know, with three attacks. Why not give? Why not pay that twenty points like that? He might be a guy that you would be like, I'm going to pay the twenty points for a power fist. You know. Hey, I want to bring a couple of units of these and bring a chaplain. Now, all of a sudden, you have something that really starts to look that not a whole lot of huge, not not a huge amount of point investment, um, but now you've got something that you're looking at saying, "Hey, this is something that my opponent really has to deal with. Um, yes. It will get into close combat. It will do work. It's it survives. It, it survives. Yeah, tough. You throw a you throw a tech. I mean, a, uh, an apothecary on bike, which we haven't talked about yet. But that's another thing where, hey, I get to bring, you know, multiple wound models back. That's, you know, that's pretty great. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's some there's some play there. Right. I agree. Um, and then when you start adding in beat stick characters uh, like captains with thunder hammers are, are good, solid options. Uh, not really con so much. Uh, jump pack librarians, or, you know, con definitely took it. He just he took it in the biff. He's just not. He it's 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 well deserved. It's yeah, well oh, deserved. Yeah. As a yeah. as a as a a, a white scars player of seventh edition, he needed to not be as good yes. as he was. Yeah, I he, mean, he, and and in truth, he's not any worse than he was on his own, but he's not the force multiplier that he used to be. 
No, no. And yeah, no, he's just, he's not, he doesn't give the scout anymore. Um, you know, he doesn't give the troop choice anymore back in, from back in six. Like he's just, he's just gotten dramatically reduced compared to what he was. Uh, but as I was saying, uh, mobile characters sprinkled in with bike squads, especially min bike squads, uh, even cheap bike squads, like scout bike squads, uh, they they can work really well. Like you start, you can start fitting in smites where you need them to. If you take jump pack librarians, uh, you can get reroll to hits on chain swords with chaplains where you need them to. You can obviously stick some captains in there. You know, captains they can their mastercrafted vulcans can kind of hurt. You know, it, they can put a hurting on you if you don't expect them. Um, and all of those little micro uh, efficiencies, I think, can add up to a, a real cagey army. Um, I don't think it's top table worthy, but I think bike armies have a lot of tools to be annoying and and steal some wins. I think that if you're talking about dark, I think the list, the, the top table list that you talk about when it comes to space marine bikes is is a dark angel list. Yes, um, we'll, which we will we'll obviously get to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the I only agree. thing I want to add too is that is you were saying jump pack, uh, jump pack librarians, and the the points difference is only three points. Um, so if you're bringing a bike army, I would just bring a bike librarian. Um, so so um, I, I agree, uh, though I have um, – this is a little bit of insider knowledge to keep this hush-hush, guys. Uh, I've, I've heard some, some good, good intel uh, on Space Marine librarians on bikes and versus jump packs. Uh, so I think I have a strong feeling that jump pack librarians are going to be the way to go in the future. Um, but so hint, hint, he's just, saying something like maybe they get a, a points reduction. That is just a rumor. That is just a rumor. Um, that is not well, absolutely. This, just a, call it a hunch. Right. A hunch, right? The, one of like. One well, of, what, what? What? I. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like one of Reese's famous hunches. You know, uh, like when he <laughs> when he had the hunch about the company veterans, right? For uh, the the military tempestus company uh, command squads, right? So just so just bear that in mind. Um, but. I also I think three points matters a lot too. So you know. as it well as it currently stands right now, right the uh, the only advantage that a jump pack librarian has there's there's two there's only two two advantages for that three point difference, which is uh, an extra wound, more mobility. A bike gives you extra wound, more mobility, and a toughness, right? Right. The jump pack gives you the deep strike where you want, and in my mind, more importantly. Uh, you can go to you can go into buildings. You can go into ruins through through walls because he's an infantry right. model still. So that right there, I think is huge. Um, you know, especially with yes. yeah. Which, um, by the way, Nolan's amazing. I, uh, at, in between our recordings, I went to I went and played in a GT, and that thing is ridiculous. Nolan's ridiculously good. Just, yeah. just putting uh, that oh, out yeah. there. No, no zone is, and someone made the argument for Space Marine Librarian bikes being better for no zone, and I agree uh, because jump pack librarians can't jump down into no zone range and proc no zone. Uh, but Space Marine librarians on bikes can. They can turbo boost in there. Uh, mm -hmm. They're also a little 20, more durable. Uh, yeah. 20 inches, I think. Yeah. So, with, the, with the turbo boost? Yeah. So yeah. There, there's something to be said about Space Marine librarians and Space Marine uh, jump pack librarians just sprinkled through your army. I think they're, uh, they're going to make a little bit of a comeback. Um, and obviously when the Codex comes out, which, which I, I don't even know why I'm recording this episode because the Codex is going to flip everything on its head. I'm sure of it. Uh, but for now, 
Uh, we'll talk about just these basic stuff. Um, and then obviously when the quest well, comes it's... out, everything's going to change. Well, it's not going to flip everything because I mean, it'll flip it'll flip the Codex Space Marine stuff. But at the very least, most of the most of your other chapters, your Blood Angels, your, your Blood Angels, tools and whatnot, Angels. they still use a lot of the yes, they use a lot of the basic stuff still. So yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's still good to talk about them. It, here's another interesting thing. I I want you guys to think about this when the Space Marine Codex comes out. Uh, when the Space Marine Codex comes out. Models like Death Watch, uh, Death Watch, uh, Grey Knights, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that borrow from vanilla Space Marines for the rest of their army lists. Um, so, like, if you want to take like a Grey Knight Dreadnought, it says find the rules for here. Well, if the Space Marine Codex changes any of those units, I'm not saying they will, um, but if they do, you know, who, who, which units are you going to use? Like, let's say, like, do you remember when the Dreadnoughts got spicy and they got four attacks each, and everyone was like, "Ooh la la," right? If they yeah. do an up like an update similar to that, right? Like if they give dreadnoughts like eight attacks now, or or whatever reason, I'm just making stuff up. But if they buff a unit, uh, in the Space Marine Codex, will the Blood Angels get to use it if it's like a generic unit, or will they not? Will they have to use the Index version? That's gonna be kind of interesting. So keep an eye on that, guys. I feel like the fact said that it would still be the Index. I I feel like I feel like that's right. I feel like it said that. I feel like you're right, but if it so, does happen, like if so, the in, if, yes, go ahead. That just makes that just makes the review. This makes this review of yours that yeah, I mean that much more important and and That's uh, poignant. That's true. Uh, uh, bikes, space marine bikes. Yes, so space marine bike armies. Uh, I think we I think we'll cover them more when we talk about uh, Ravenwing because I agree 100%. Ravenwing bike armies are the much better bike armies. Um, at least until the codex drops, we we have no right. idea, right? Like they might make white scar bikes ge- again or something. A generic chapter master, a right. generic oh, chapter master. Yeah, we, which we don't have right now. <laughs> poor, poor, poor generic chapter masters gone by the wayside. Um, well, now, I mean, right now it makes it it makes a bike army less viable. Yes, you know, because you can't get your you can't get your really good reroll bubble. Yeah, if you take Shrike, you can because he's a chapter master. Uh, yeah, but you're losing half of your really great ability, which is, I mean, half half of his ability uh, is for jump packers, That's right? True. It gives jump packers the reroll charge, so it's almost like it's kind of a waste. Yeah, he's a he's a poor man's chapter master, mobile chapter master. Um, so moving on to the rest of the fast attack options. Uh, finally, land speeders. Um, there's not much. There's not a whole lot to say about land speeders. Um, First off, I see a lot of people doing this, so I'm going to warn you guys, please stop doing this. They cannot take two assault cannons. They cannot take two yeah. missile launchers. They, they can only take two heavy <laughs> They can bolters. only take the one. Yes, they can only Bolt, take two pop, heavy bolts. Sorry about that, guys. We Basically, we got disconnected. It was the warp. Some chaos demons found out we were talking about space marines, and so they, you know... <laughs> Trying to keep the information that, from you. Yeah, yeah, but we, we fought them off. It's all good. Uh, so Space Marine Land Speeders, as I was talking about before the disconnect, uh, stop taking double assault cannons. That's just, you can't do it. Like, just, I, I've seen, uh, people send me lists regularly just to give you an idea of, of uh, a little bit about my life um, for in terms of the competitive 40K podcast. I get about 10 to 15 emails a day. Right, roughly, they add up because I don't answer them all right away, or I get really busy, or whatever. Um, but out of those ten and fifteen emails, I get about three or four Space Marine specific lists, right? And out of those three or four Space Marine lists, uh, let's say five days a week, fifteen lists, right? About every one and every five, 
I get an illegal land speeder. It's it's silly. Um, so so just remember new that. new edition. New it edition, is a new edition. Right? It's, it is a new edition. Um, well, but, and the gra- the granular points make it confusing, you know. Yes, but 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 land speeders, in terms of their equipment, haven't changed from edition to edition. That's true. Um, so I get I get that assault cannons got a lot better, um, but it just doesn't work. So, anyways, that aside, uh, double heavy. Really, too bad because it would be really nice. Oh yeah, it would be so cool. You you could shoot like a one hundred and twenty point, you know, twenty inch movement weapon platform. Like that's not bad. Uh, it's no Razorback, it's no Assback, which we'll talk about after this, uh, but it's not bad. Um, so, uh, land speeders. Uh, I, I've been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride with land speeders. Uh, I, I was, first I was down on them, I thought they, they were really bad. Um, and then I, as I was learning the addition, I was playing with Reese, uh, I used double heavy flamer la- uh, land speeders that ran three in a squad, so they're moving 20 inches. They would fly somewhere row something, charge something, and then use the fly key roll to fly somewhere else, row something, not charge something because they just left to combat. But they, they were basically, they were being used to harass and move around the board. It was about 300 points for all three, give or take. Um, so it wasn't bad. It was, it was kind of a cool little unit. So I was really high on them. And Reese and Frankie were like desperately trying to figure out how to beat these land speeders, right? Because they were, they were kind of annoying and they were good. Um, yeah, it was really silly, right? It's it awesome. Kind of, that was the meta, right? So I was like, I was super pumped for land speeders. Uh, and then I started playing actual, not actual people, but like I started playing like actual people, people, people who actually brought new <laughs> heard ideas. Here first, Reese, Reese and Frankie are people. Not quite. <laughs> They're bosses. There's difference. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I started playing people who brought different ideas into the game. Uh, and th- some of these ideas were mass spamming shooting. And I was like, well shit because uh reese and frankie are at the point now where they're making balanced lists because they know that that's where the meta is going and that's where the best lists are um but when when i first started this game and i'm sure when they first started it uh uh started playing eighth edition i immediately jumped to spamming lists as the most powerful list i was like boom 10 tau commanders how am i going to beat that uh, 20 20 land speeders the heavy flamers how are you guys going to beat that uh five five imperial knights etc etc uh 20 million devastators like I immediately thought of just spammy list after spammy list after spammy list um, because it was very easy. It was a new addition. Uh, it was very easy to wrap my around, my uh, brain around in the math hammer things. Um, but as I started playing the game more and more, I started finding that land speeders do- died to a lot of these spammy shooting lists because they're only T6, less than 10 wounds. They do have a three-up save, which is cool. I, was, I think they're only T5, actually. Um, they're, they're just, they're not... They're not that durable, and when one dies and they lose that 20-inch bubble, they're no longer very good. And then when you start to factor in that you're spending 300 points on top of that, they're just—they're not worth it, no matter what weapon you take. They needed to be—they need to be less points. I think they'll be one of those things where if we see a living game like Games Workshop has talked about, you'll see them drop. Uh, you'll drop in in uh, in expense to make them more viable because. I think the base the base cost of a land speeder is eighty, and yeah. then you have to add your weapons on top. And when you're talking about like a land, like all the weapons, you know, are common weapons in, uh, throughout the space marine, so they just go for the common points. So if you wanted to bring your, you know, your land your, your land speeder typhoon that has a heavy bolter, that thing costs the two missile launchers. That's fifty points, and you know another ten for the heavy bolter. So you're looking at a hundred and forty point model. That's oh, yeah. pretty expensive for something that's on a you know, a six wound, six wound, you are right. It's toughness five chassis. That's just, I mean, it's just too fragile. It's three bikers. That's not, that's meh. Yeah. 
and on top of that, it doesn't have the damage output of three bikers. Uh, and the only thing it brings to the table, so it, last edition, it brought two things to the table. It brought a cheap fast attack option for the battle company, which is very mm -hmm. important, extremely important. Well, and it was obsec too. And it was it was also obsec. You're right. Um, and it also deep struck, so you could hold mm -hmm. it in reserve, so you could deep strike it, bring it down. It could turbo boost on the objectives and steal them with obsec. It was it was very good for that. It wasn't good for outright killing. You didn't use land speeders to kill things last edition. You use them as a tool to steal objectives and and win the game with this unique speedy little cheap unit. Right? They don't do that now. They don't deep strike. Uh, they don't advance turbo boost. Uh, you can't really make them killier. There are things that are more lethal than them. Uh, and at a, at a cheaper expensive. points cost, yeah. At a cheaper points cost, they might be worth. They might be a worthful, a worthwhile alternative for the Razorback. As yeah. it is, they are more expensive than the base Razorback. Razorback has five more, or sorry, four more wounds, two more toughness, um, for fifteen points less than this yeah, model, and it only moves four inches slower. Yeah, that's not. Um, that's not the same. It, you, you yeah, I mean. Them. A, a Razorback, even at a, even if you were say, hey, I'm going to just bring a land speeder with two heavy bolters, those are 10 points of pop. Well, a twin heavy bolter Razorback is cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like... It can also transport anyhow. models. Yeah, um, no, every, right, right now they're just... Not, yeah, right now I just can't... I, I mean, well, obviously, everything might change with the Codex. But right now, I'm just not seeing... I'm not seeing the meta where this, where this land speeder is useful. Yes, I agree. Uh, that's it. I think now that we've beaten up on the poor land speeder, made some someone cry and toss their land speeder into the dumpster. Uh, let's move on to dedicated transports. I have, I have so many land speeders, dude. I have oh, so no. many land speeders. They are gathering. They are they are officially gathering dust now. Oh, they no. they made a resurgence right at the end of seventh. I was reusing a lot of land speeder lists, and now it's just like Bleh. no. Uh, so dedicated transports. Um, I'm sure yep. we have, both have a lot to say on the subject. I feel like you have more insight on on specifically Razorbacks or Assbacks as, as the internet is calling them. So I'm yeah. just going to drop my two well, cents in, and then and then you can yeah, unleash. You want to talk about the rhinos because you've actually used them more. Yeah. Uh, so rhinos rhinos are really good this edition. They're 72 points. So after, even after Razorbacks and their upgrades, they're still cheaper than Razorbacks. So they're still the cheapest transport option that Space Marines have available to them. Um, I think Landspeeder Storms are a little bit more expensive, but they, they're about the mm -hmm. same. And Landspeeder Storms are really good, too. Um, but Rhinos. So th they're ten, the 10 uh, transport capacity is huge because you can fit multiple units in transports now. So you can put two, as I use them, you can put two Devastator squads in a Rhino. Not as, only does that lower your drops, that turns three drops into one drop, um, but it protects them. It gives them a T7, 10-wound vehicle that protects them and when they die they only die on a one right so if you roll 10 guys you roll one or two ones you can even command dice right to to stop it stop yourself from rolling an extra one from losing guys right so when you're when you factor in the fact that you're giving them that bubble and you're maybe only losing one guy uh, it's not they're not that bad rhinos are really good they eat up overwatch they, they fly around the board they can pop smoke after they advance so you can get them to where you need them to specifically uh Corn Berserkers benefit from Rhinos. Uh, they're just, they're good. I know they doubled in points, but they're really good. And Drop Pods suck. Don't, don't even try to use them. But, like yeah. They're not. Just don't, I, don't well, I, I would say, too, that, that with a Rhino, for you, you start with a Storm you have to bring, but you can bring another one for another two points, and you yes. can bring a Hunter Killer Missile as well. And all of a sudden, you're talking about something that's pretty cheap that at close range 
puts out quite a few shots. You know, yeah, it's, 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 a gun it's like we were talking about. It's got that. Yeah, it's eight shot, eight shots at close range. It's not bad. No, that's a real it's two points. You can soak a lot of firepower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the rhinos are, are have dramatically gotten better. Um, yeah, the eight stormbolter shots, especially with like Gilliman in there, reroll to hit into wound. You know, you're putting eight stormbolter shots on like anything. You can you can start popping off wounds. It's not. It's really good. Um, but anyways, Thomas, let's hear about the infamous. What do you, What do you think of the? Oh, okay, sure, sure. Oh, what do um, I think about I, the? Wild? I like to run the the rhino primaris. Have you oh, used one of those yet uh, or at all? Yeah, they, they're good. They they die real fast. Um, they are. People are like, oh, I gotta shoot that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're they're rhino, so everyone's bringing stuff to kill rhinos. So if they see a rhino primaris, it's like a no brainer. It's like uh, what I tell people when they bring a single gorkonaut or morkonaut. Since it's like strictly worse toughness-wise than an Imperial Knight, even though they are cheaper than Knights, um, if you bring one Gorgonaut and like a horde of boys, the opponents you play are going to bring stuff to kill Imperial Knights. It's going to happen. Um, so when you bring your one Gorgonaut, your opponents are going to be like, okay, well, I'll just focus all my fire on your like, one model I can kill and kill it. Same thing with the Rhino Primaris. Um, running multiples is kind of silly. Uh, I don't see the point for running multiples. Um, I get they're expensive and they're HQ choices, HQ slots. Um, so that might be kind of interesting if you want to like uh, use them instead, like for like an all mech list. Uh, but I just think they're a little too expensive, um, and they're high value targets. Just, they just don't do enough. They're kind of niche. They are niche. They're very niche. I mean, there's it. it I mean, if you look at the, the uh, like the list that I took to my GT last week, where I could have brought that Rhino, Rhino Primaris. I don't think I would have because it would have taken. I would have had to spend the points on that instead of a Razorback, for instance, or Devastator Squad. But basically, I could be like, "Hey, I have another thing here that for my uh, Terminus Ultra, uh, and also makes it Terminus Ultra on one one better die roll, right? So you know, threes to twos, or in the case of Fire and Flyers, fours to threes. So that might be." You know that could be a uh, it could be a useful tool in certain lists to kind of just like hey I've got this this one or two big units that I can bolster using this guy. And if if you've got good terrain on the table, it's still possible you could hide hide it enough that it would stay around, stick around for a little while. All right. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. So yeah, that that makes sorry. a lot of sense. That I I never thought about the terminus ultra with the Rhino Primaris. Um, just, just just as a possibility, right? Like, yeah. not saying that it's really good, but okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Razorback. Like a, um, the Razorback. So go ahead and sorry. talk about the Razorback. Razorback. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the Razorback, the assault cannon or assback Razorbacks, as they're calling them, it, it's really powerful. It's really good. Twelve, twelve, going from six shots, twelve shots, or well, four shots really, but going going to twelve shots at twenty-four inch range, and you can move twelve inches and still hit on fours. Um, it's incredibly powerful. I mean, you can uh, just really lay the herd, especially when you're talking about, you know, factoring in the reroll bubbles and kind, right? You know, in this case, like using Guillemin to reroll to hit and to reroll to wound, you're just laying out enough firepower that you're killing, like, it just deals with hordes for you. You know, you'll just blow up units of, units of orc boys or, or tyranids or whatever you need to kill. Um, and it's really powerful. I like to add a Stormbolter for two points. It's kind of a no-brainer in my mind. 
And then, you know, I mean, even though those that storm is an awesome by itself, it's still extra, you know, two to four extra shots, which is nice. And then I also give it a hundred kilo missile because I'm running Geeman and that's a reroll to hit into wound with that missile. And I've had those missiles do a lot of work for me. And in the list that I ran this last weekend, I was running only, I only had four of them, but every game, at least one of the missiles was doing really good work for me, you know, adding another, another few wounds that I needed on some model or something like that. So, uh, and it can carry, like, like we said, you can tra- transport six models in it. It's nice because you can still get one five man in there and a character if you want. Um, so yeah, like I, I think Razorback's great, and it's only hundred with the with the assault cannon, it's hundred points. Um, so what it, I mean, just a really great combination, um, really powerful unit right now. I'm really interested to see, uh, you know, where the meta takes us as far as whether or not it's a, it stays a valid choice or not. I hate them. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. What be what else in the Space Marine Codex? I mean, other than the infamous, uh, 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 shoot, Storm Raven, what, you know, what's going to, what puts out enough shots, right? Like a land, other than something that's big, what puts out enough shots for, for you to like, you know, mid middle strength with an AP value, that's really going to put some hurt on your opponent, your opponent's, um, quad heavy bolters. Yeah. That's Forge World though. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the Space Marine Codex. Oh, okay. Touche. (laughs) Um, you, you're right. You're right. Quad heavy bolters have always been really good. And that's one of those things where it's always, they've always been really good. And it's one of the, it's been a cherry picked thing that has kind of like always been really powerful. But I would argue now too, that even the, the way that they, they work now is that, uh, they're actually easier to kill. You know, I, I, I haven't looked at the exact stat, but they're like, what, four or five wounds, toughness five. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, they're four wounds, uh, T five with a three up save. Um, but, and the, the space Marine characters are easy to kill, but they've got a couple things going for them. Uh, they can still move and shoot with only a minus one. So they're not snap shooting. So it's better. Mm-hmm. To move. So you can hide them behind something and pop them out. Uh, the, the space Marines themselves can't be shot unless they're the closest visible model. And that doesn't have to have the artillery piece or not. So they're like little mini characters, uh, which is, really cool if you want to protect your heavy support um or your kill points right Um, right right so so that's that's really interesting um and they're cheaper they're like 15 points cheaper so the 36 inch range they've got better range but they're cheaper and they're cheaper but not that much they're a little less durable um so i see the i see the a reasoning um for why you would and wouldn't take them uh and of course the ass back nothing compares to it right now you're you're absolutely right like nothing compares to twelve strength six AP one shots, like for for a hundred. Yeah, points. well, and and, and yeah, and and it gets to you can still transport and protect a unit in the ins, inside of it. You know, it benefits from uh, you know your your reroll bubbles. It's very powerful. Um, I just hate it. I just hate the. <laughs> I, I never liked the Razorback, the assault cannon Razorback model. I also never liked the, and I'm probably gonna get some flack for this. I also never liked the last cannon twin plasma gun razorback model either i just always looked a little derpy um and the the razorback heavy bolter was a necessary evil um when i ran my warp spider my warp company in seventh edition uh uh-huh. but i i heavy bolter i just i've never really liked i've always liked the rhinos over razorbacks 
Um, and I don't like that everyone's spamming these twin assault cannon rays, this ass back. It's just, I, I want to be different. I want to be a special snowflake and win with Space Marines without the assault cannon razorback. <laughs> I just like to say that, hey, I got there first. No, I mean, <laughs> that's what, that's what I'll did. just. Um, that's my that's my claim. No, I I have no idea. No, I'm sure that somebody <laughs> else math mathed that out and figured that out before I did. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I'm sure one of the playtesters figured it out early on and and just like this is silly. No one's gonna run this. Well, of course, people are gonna run it. Um, but yeah, the the assault cannon Razorback is really good. Um, I think if you're not building your list to be able to kill T7 double digit wound models, um, I think you're you're probably not playing the right game. Uh, right I think, well, yeah, currently right now, I think you, I definitely think there needs to be a balance, right? You need to be able to, you need, well, either that or, or just get into combat with them, right? I mean, as soon as you get into combat with one of these things, that's it, right? Because you're not going to kill it necessarily unless you've got something that's really killy, but it's not going to, it doesn't get to fall back and shoot or anything, you know? Right. It's, you've got it stuck. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you're cheap. Your cheap, you know, your unit of whatever, who cares, just gets in combat with it, and then all of a sudden, well, that was now that's a turn of it not getting to do anything. Yeah, and that, you know, that's a turn actually, of it being useless. That's actually awesome that you mentioned that. Um, we recorded so the stream this well, Wednesday night, so it was Dark Eldar versus uh, Militarum Tempestus, and those are normally two very, very competitive hard-hitting lists. Like Frankie with his Dark Eldar list, he's played it nonstop. He plays it like a, a fiddle. He's really good with it. Um, and then Jason was running Reese's Militarum Tempestus list, the infamous Militarum Tempestus list that was absolutely like wiping the floor with everyone, all everyone. Like it's just it was a really really good list. Um, obviously Jason misplayed it, uh, but for, there was a point when Frank all like three of Frankie's Venoms were near Jason's Torox gunline. Uh, and then through charging and reroll command dice to get long charges, he managed to charge every single Torox or get them all within one inch of a Venom. Uh, and oh, then gross, Jason, man. Yeah, Jason had a choice. Jason could either leave combat uh, and not shoot with them or stay in combat uh, and just stay in combat. Uh, and then what Frank did after that was he moved, because they have the fly keyword, he disembarked all the uh, blaster Trueborn in the Venoms out of the Venoms and then just move the Venoms like six inches or whatever away from the Toroxes because uh, they have the fly keyword, and then just blasted them all and killed them all. Uh, and Razorbacks, are they're susceptible to the same thing. You can charge three Razorbacks with one of your Rhinos, and boom, your Rhino is just one you the game because those three Razorbacks, they leave combat. If your opponent can't kill that Rhino and doesn't have the tools in place to kill that specific Rhino, that Rhino will just keep charging them every single one of your turns, and those Razorbacks are out of the game because they're not going to kill it's each other. Right. It's a very interesting juxtaposition where so far you in this edition you you have a lot of these bubbles these these bubbles around characters that are where you want your models to be to get bonuses and then at the same time because they're that close together they're susceptible to being charged and taken basically taken out of the game for a turn uh because of because they're close enough that you can you know multi-charge into it or consolidate i should say into a bunch of them right right it's a it's a very interesting juxtaposition that the game is at right now i love i love that play that you know that counterplay that really that that you know the smart the smart movement and thinking about it and you know hey everything i i, I need to be keep thinking well ahead of time and the just the chess of it the art of it I, it's i think it's great i think it's great uh uh rules writing 
Yeah, it's a yeah. great juxtaposition. It's great rules writing. It's it makes for a great game. I agree. Um, yeah. So so I I'm actually I've got a secret list that I'm not going to quite post to everyone yet, but I, I'm taking advantage of that uh, with a space marine gun line. Um, it should be really a really fun little list. I'm using a neat little forge world model that no one sees ever. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, are th are you done with Razorbacks? Uh, Landspeeder Storm. L yeah, Landspeeder Storm. Do do Landspeeder Storm real quick. Uh, so I haven't written, I haven't really gotten to, gotten into the nitty gritty of writing a list with it, but I think that there's some there's something there. Uh, you know, bringing bringing it uh, and, and using scouts to basically uh, use it as a, a, the only open top transport that a space marines that space marines can use, kind of just like using it as a gun pit. Um, I I think there's something interesting there. I think that it's kind of cool. I, I own several of them, so I kind of want to try and play them rather than have them just collect dust. Um, but yeah, so so far so far I don't know for sure. So hey, let us you know let Pablo know uh, if there's somebody out there who's really having success and what kind of how they're using it. So that would be that would be interesting to kind of have those ideas percolate. You know, I, I will say that the open topped rule is uh, is amazing. It is a boon to any vehicle that has it. Uh, perfect example: this the Adeptus Aurora's Repressor. Uh, Frankie's using them right now in his sister's army, um, and he is just wailing on people. Like repressors, they're they're really good. Repressors are are really good. I think they're like one twenty. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. For like a heavy flamer, a storm bolter, um, they do D three or they do three attacks for uh, against infantry models for every one of their attacks on their profile. So they do nine like strength six rend one attacks hitting on fives in close combat, which for a vehicle is like essentially like fucking abaddon or gilliman in close combat right yeah it's really good oh yeah for vehicles yeah. it's godly um and they're durable they're like t7 with with 12 wounds three up save right they're really durable uh and they have open tops you can shoot four models out of them which is enough for four dominions with melted guns or four uh heavy flamer sisters or whatever right like th that repressor because the open top rule it, the repressors are insane they're just so Flick a bit flipping good, and I know land speeder storms aren't repressors. I know that. I know scouts aren't dominion squads. I know they don't get all those cool things. But if you get, if you give me a scout squad with bolters or maybe even shotguns, um, and a uh, sergeant with a combi weapon of some kind, maybe a combi plasma and a heavy bolter, right, yeah. or, or a missile launcher, or just maybe just even the combi yeah. plasma. Can yeah. you imagine uh, a land speeder storm flying around with with uh, 10 bolter shots on top of what the heavy bolter the landspeeder storm has on top of like a uh, plasma gun yeah it's, it's great and well and you can give it an assault cannon too if you want yeah why not uh i would keep it as cheap as possible but if you can keep that combination under 200 points i think that's that's something worth looking at yeah so. it's certainly it's certainly yeah there's certainly some lists there that i think they, they could use it All right. uh what what are we up to? Flyers. Flyers. Well, well okay. Cool. <laughs> Where do we start? Um, um, the Interceptor. The, the what? The, the Stormhawk Interceptor. This, okay. So they have a lot of firepower. Um, the the hard-to-hit rule is good. I don't they think they have power of the machine spirit. Uh, so basically, if you're a flyer in this edition... They do um, Yeah, so if you're a flyer in this edition... There's two things you can judge 
you can judge your ability to be good on or not, basically. Uh, do you have a way to get around the minus one to hit, to my, the minus one to hit infantry or ground units? Um, and do you have a way to get around the minus one to hit for your heavy weapons? And that's it. That's that's it. Uh, right. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, do you have minus one to hit? Do you have hard to hit? Are you zooming? Or I think I forgot what the the I forgot what the special rule is called. But it, do you have I, minus one to hit? You? I think it's just called hard to hit. Yeah, hard. Yeah. So do you do you have hard to hit? Is it harder to hit you with a minus one to hit? And can you get past the minus one to hit for either moving and shooting heavy weapons or for shooting at infantry models? Um, that's the name of the game. Uh, if you meet those two requirements, if that's a yes to both of those, you're a great flyer. Hands down. Uh, yeah. Well, the Stormhawk Interceptor is a does have the hard hitting rule. It's a tough. It's tough. It has lots of guns, and it doesn't. What it doesn't have, it doesn't. You you don't get a a plus one against a plus one against your uh your infantry. But it, what it does do is it just beats the crap out of flyers because two of its guns have a, pl a, a plus one to hit fly and it has a rule plus one to hit fly so rather than hitting and so rather than hitting on on uh uh regularly you would move and then you would hit on fours rather than threes it drops it to twos and so then it will pop back up to a three again because of the enemy's hard to hit so you basically your two of your guns are hitting on threes on twos because uh, you, uh, you get plus you basically get plus one because the minus one cancels you, it out Right, but that you're to find another flyer. Most most other flyers, I mean, the oh, fly keyword, the, the fly keyword, right? The hard will have hard hit rules as well. So if you're flying at, if you're shooting, I got I got the opportunity to play against a Tau commander suit list that you mentioned earlier. Uh -huh. They all have fly because they're battle suits and they have fly. Uh, so I was hitting all of them on twos. It was really brutal. Like the Stormhawk interceptors, which are kind of like meh against infantry because you're hitting on fours and fives, uh, or or whatnot. All of a sudden. Is hitting on twos and threes with salt cannon. It's really gross. Oh yeah. Um, so like, I think the stormhawk interceptor is really good. I think it's just situational, and it's. I mean, I think it's one of those things that you're going to see, um, uh, one of probably in most lists because yeah. people will be like, "Hey, I need something that's an anti-flyer." Uh, so I'm going to bring the stormhawk interceptor, and it does good work um yeah. against flyers so so i i think i agree with you um though i think they're they're so they're so good bare bones so they come with two assault cannons and two heavy bolters so that's a, mm -hmm. a ton of daca um i feel like that as a gunboat i feel like that's good enough um i don't think you need to take them tank hunting or other flyer hunting uh, because they're so durable they have their t7 with 10 wounds they have a minus one to hit them they have the hard to hit roll. That's already a durable unit, uh, and they reroll save rolls of one with the Infernum Halo Launcher. Yeah, no, that's great. The, the only I, I think the only problem is is that when you're talking about DACA, uh, you you don't get uh, they don't they don't yeah, you're not going you're not you're not shooting most of the time with fly roll you're not shooting at things that are infantry right. There's not a whole lot of flying infantry right. or flying gribblies. So right. That's why I think that it's worth. It might be worth spending the points to get something to, to get some of those other get a Skyhammer missile launcher or get the the Icarus launcher to give to have to have that strength seven so that you're hurting you're you're wounding those other flyers on th on fours instead of fives um, or those monstrous creatures. You know the same difference. Right. That that is that is a fair point. Um, but tw 
24 shots that wounds knights on fives with friend one, right? Yeah, but, or I, like but, when, shooting it, on but when you're shooting at a knight, you're only hitting on fives. You're hitting on, I guess you have to move, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you're, you're not, you're, you're, you're not doing, you're not, you're not shooting well against something that's on the ground. No, your, your assault cannons and heavy bolts are just hitting on fours. They don't have the minus one to hit. Oh, they do not? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, so hitting them on four, uh, I mean, that's okay. It's 24 shots, it's average says you're hitting 12 times, and which means you're only wounding four times. Yeah, but then you bring your boy Gilliman into it, and this thing comes becomes insane. But well, Gilliman's okay. like that with everything. <laughs> but the problem, the, 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 the truth is, the truth, of, the, yeah, yeah, Gilliman is a little bit cheating. But the other way, the other factor that I like to look at on that situation is, is there not a better choice? Which of course would then be, hey, let's talk about two razor, the, two aspects. Well, no, no, I'm, let's go right on to the next flyer. Oh, the, okay, deal. The storm, the storm talent, the storm talent for a little bit weaker and down one gun it gets plus one to hit ground targets and can still take that assault cannon and that heavy bolter or switch it out for a missile launcher and is going to be a more reliable platform, still has hard to hit, and is a more reliable platform for putting wounds on ground targets. Where does it get plus one to hit uh, ground targets? I thought that was one of its rules. Maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i lying to you. Yeah, they don't have that anymore, unfortunately. Uh. But they, yeah, they it's, it's, it's right there. Interceptor. You can add one to hit rolls for this model when targeting an enemy in the oh, shooting phase fly. that did, cannot okay. fly. I, I saw fly and yeah. I was like, okay. So, so okay. So, they're essentially, they do have 24 shots as well. They have the twin assault cannon and two heavy bolters. Uh, mm -hmm. So, they, they have the DACA as well. Um, so, that's, yeah. that's good. That's really good. Uh, and they're probably cheaper. I want to say. I wanna Pro say yes, I'm. They've got to be cheaper because they're just so. they're weaker. They're, yeah, they're one less toughness. Um, but they're, they're one really, less toughness. They're really not maybe a couple wounds. I mean, like T six and T seven on a flyer is isn't too much of a stretch. I guess it's the difference between anti flyer weapons winning you on fours and threes. Uh, they're actually they're actually more expensive, Thomas. They're more expensive. Down. Yeah, there are one hundred and ten points. To the Stormhawk Interceptor's 85 points per model. Uh, the Interceptor, I imagine, gets more expensive with its Icarus Cannon, uh, which is seven, only 17 points. That's that's actually not enough to cover the uh, 25 or yeah, the 25 point spread. Um, so yeah, the Interceptor's cheaper. You stock. Wow. Yeah. That's it's just. The, the 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 reason being there is it's got to be that that they were that, that uh, people were like hey the playtesters or or games workshop was like hey this model cannot uh cannot shoot does, doesn't put as many wounds on a ground target as you know on, on a more common target than the than the storm town does uh yeah that, that's probably it um anyways th these two flyers i feel like they both have their their uses and they're both not bad they're both actually kind of cool and um uh, and definitely worth taking but they both pale in comparison to the next flyer the big oh, bad man. boy the storm raven uh it sounds like you detest them as much as i detest assault cannon razorbacks and uh for good reason um, I, I i don't attest them detest them i just think that what we're gonna see is that they're pretty much immediately gonna be one of those models that's gonna become more expensive um obviously you know we we can speak until we're blue in the face about you know the tournament meta or mission structure or enough terrain on the table or whatever but 
you know, one of the strongest lists that spamming lists that we're seeing right now is bring a bunch of storm ravens and a reroll bubble, either Guillemin or whomever else, and profit. Yeah, that's that's. that's yep. I mean, it's it's got it's got everything. You know, it can transport it can transport tons of models. It can, you know, it moves it moves across the table. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be where it needs to be on turn two. Um, it can take out both tanks, both, both big things and small things in it easily, you know? Uh, and it's a pretty, it's, it, I mean, at 311 points for the assault cannon or 326 for the last cannon, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the thing about storm Ravens. They're good. They're, they are good on paper. They are good in practice. Um, they are good. They are good models. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they are very easy to to um, list tailor against. Uh, I, I feel like they're they're not as good take all comers, um, and I feel like if they if the meta is already shifting towards being able to deal with T seven models um, and T eight models like knights and vehicles, uh, so I feel like what the meta is going to become is it's going to become big blob, you know, like conscripts, brimstones. Razoring flops, like you bring your big cheap blob if you have access to it, gaunts, whatever. You bring that cheap blob that's fearless. You make it fearless some way. Most armies have access to some version of that, and then you just go all anti-tank. Then that's it. You you maybe you uh, sprinkle in some anti-air, anti-tank as well, right? Because storm ravens and they can hit crisis suits and and like venoms and you know things that fly. Because fly the fly keyword's so good, um, and I feel right. like. That that is going to be the meta, and I don't think there's any way to stop it. So I, I, I well, you let me know how it goes at the BAO to find out about that, right? Um, because I, I, right yeah. now, what we're seeing is the Storm Raven is king. Yes, yes, and and there's good reason for that. The Storm Raven puts out 24 bolter shots. Um, it ignores the minus one to hit when moving because of power of the machine spirit. Uh, it also has the minus one to hit the hard to hit roll. Um, and it can transport things, so it can drop off things that you need to be able to deal with other things. Uh, which it can, can also... it can take a dreadnought. It's it can... the best way to get a dreadnought across the table. Yes, it can hover, um, so it doesn't have to worry about zooming around the board everywhere. Uh, it, it's they're really good. They're durable. They're Four, fourteen wounds. Fourteen wounds. Um, I I wouldn't. They're three hundred points. Just just remember that they're they're three hundred points. That's that's not that's really that's still really expensive it's good they're good they're worth every point but they're they're almost a gilman right they're like people people will you can only have one gilman though that's true that's true you can have multiple storm ravens i would take gilman over five storm ravens any day any day uh i don't care okay i guess it 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 depends on no i I, i've actually played that game and and gilman dies (laughs) just so you know (laughs) <laughs> but I just so you know, Gilliman versus a Storm Raven, the Storm Raven wins. Nah, I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, we can take it out of context if you want. Like Gilliman's yeah. awesome; he's amazing; he's he's incredible. He's the most power, in my opinion, he's the most powerful model in just the game Games Workshop line. Not yes. counting Forge World, Gilliman is the most powerful single model in the Games Workshop line. I think you're absolutely right. But go on, talk. Tell me about what you're going to say about Storm Ravens. I, uh, I, I kind of, it's kind of a situation where I kind of want to, you know, believe it to, you know, see it to believe it kind of thing. Like I'm not denying there are lists out there that can, that, that, you know, you can bring that guard blob 
you can bring your anti-tank or whatever, but, you know, given, given correct, you know, correct movement and ranges and then bringing, and then having, uh, uh, you know, depending on turn, right? Like, I mean, if you're playing straight out of the book and you're bringing something like the guy brought to the ETC prep tournament where he had Guillemin and five Storm Ravens, you're going to go first before that blob guy. And what you're going to do is you're going to roll up and you're going to blow up all of his anti-tank stuff. And then you're going to lay with, you're just going to blow up all of his anti-tank stuff. And then you're going to, they're going to return fire with glass guns and not kill anything. And then you're going to just start laying into all of their blobs and you don't care about their morale because you're just going to put out 36 shots per thing that is anti-tank or anti-infantry. Right. So you're, you're right. Um, so l- you're absolutely right. Um, I think the meta will shift. I'm, I'm, I have some predictions for the BAO, which I'll make next week, uh, not on a special episode. But guys, and I know this is a why a lot of you came here. Um, let me give you a little secret to beating Storm Ravens, uh, and to beating, basically the, you know, beating the game in general, just just in general across the board. Uh, Storm Ravens have access to anti tank, which is really where they shine. And hurricane bolters. That's basically it. They have uh, two twin assault cannons, so you can you can always uh, safely assume that a storm raven will be able to dock a, a rhino to death. That's how they do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you mix if you mix uh, things that hurricane bolters can't kill in there, but can kill the storm raven, for example, devastator squads. Uh, that you tar- basically the storm raven's weakness is that it has to target one thing to kill it completely um so if you start to factor in things like twin lascan and razorbacks uh one twin lascan and razorback can put a serious hurt especially with gilliman rerolls can put a serious hurt on a storm raven and make it nigh useless right is that, right. Is that safe to say maybe uh yeah maybe I, I, I definitely think i think what you're saying i i, I get what you're saying and right. i think that you're right about the meta the meta will shift the meta will adjust to storm right. ravens so, i'm just thinking that they're very powerful right now they, they are so, so but let me finish this so so there are no vehicles. There are very, very few vehicles right now that can flat out kill another vehicle one on one by itself, point for point. There's almost no vehicles that can do that. Like um, knights, maybe, right? Like, but knights can't kill 540 points worth of their own toughness value, their own wound value with their own save. They can't even do it with 300 points. Like a knight can't kill three rhinos or or a two last cannon razorbacks at 150 points each, right? Knights just can't. They can't do it. A, mm-hmm. a knight, like the, no knight can do that, and it goes across the board of that with everything. Twin aspects, aspects can't kill equivalent other things. So basically, the point I'm trying to make is is storm ravens. If you start presenting targets that storm ravens can't kill that they need to kill, uh, if you have six storm ravens and it takes those six to kill three things that they need to kill, but you brought six of your own thing, you're gonna have your three things, and I know you won't be able to kill the storm ravens back. But if you bring efficient things that can kill the Storm Ravens that do it better than they can, that maybe are worse against other things, you're going to basically put the hurt on the Storm Ravens. And on top of that, you have the rest of Basically, the 300 points that they have hurts them. The more vehicle, the more expensive a vehicle gets, with the exception of the Land Raider, because Land Raider is so good at killing other vehicles, and Predators, uh, Last Cannon Predators do the same. Um, the more expensive you put into a model that has that basically doesn't have las cannons uh the harder it will be to kill its threats 
I see what you're saying. I, right. I, I can I can kind of pick up what you're putting down. That's right, that's right. cool. So it's a, it's a hard it's an abstract thought, but it's something that I've noticed through all of my games, um, and it's how I've kind of been able to game the system, right, in my own way. Um, so basically, if you really want to do well in this game right now, you spam toughness six things. You spam toughness things that that uh, assault cannon aspects can't kill efficiently. So they're hitting you on threes, wounding you on fours, and you have a four up save. Right, and if you have like six wounds, they're not going to kill you efficiently. And if this T6 model, let's say, it has like Thunderhammer attacks, right, does three damage in close combat or whatever, um, if they can't kill this model, they need to kill it. And you spam this model, and it's cheaper. Um, there's one model that I I don't want to bring up because I don't want I want to I just want to share it just a little bit longer until I reveal it either on stream. Um, but there's one model that's like a perfect example of everything I'm talking about. It's a Forge World model. If you guys can find it, kudos to you. Um, but it, it's basically if you spam T5 or T6 with a 3-up save in wounds, your opponent, w there's, the medalist won't be able to deal with that. Hands cool. Down. They won't be able to deal cool. with it. So do that, guys. So that's how you beat it. You spam those. Don't bring conscripts. Don't bring T, I mean, you can if you want. They're really good still. But people are going to be bringing things to kill those. People are not going to be bringing things to kill your T5 and your T6 stuff in bulk. Um, so they'll be forced to use their more expensive LAS cannons and assault cannons to deal with those toughness six and toughness five things. And, and if you spam, have an army of just those, your opponents like LAS guns and hurricane bolters and strength four mass shooting guns to kill hordes won't be effective against you because you're all you're bringing is T five and T six, right? So that's kind of like that's that's kind of right. the idea. So so bring spam as much toughness five as you can and toughness six as you can that's kind of how you you deal with storm ravens um and of course storm ravens are will lose when we get progressive missions this, this is going to happen storm ravens just aren't going to be able to cut it at that point. right you'll the, the, yeah you'll balance you'll see a balance which is right. which is great which is which is great i right. mean i think it's unhealthy to have that be a very powerful list in the meta because it just means that people aren't aren't able to bring you know, more models, you know, a lot of people on the internet, you know, they're like, Oh, don't ban anything. Don't ban anything. And I think that a lot, um, just having progressive missions will make it so that you'll see more of a balance than any kind of ban list helping us. I mean, not to say that I don't think that a ban list is good to some extent, but, uh, I, I think that having balanced missions and balanced ter terrain on the table is much more likely to yes. keep people from feeling like they have to bring the extremes uh, to make up for, you know, to counter the current spam, as it were. Yeah, I agree. Um, so moving on, we'll, we're going to talk devastators. about heavy supports. Heavy, devastators. I have a lot to say about Devastators, un, unfortunately. Um, uh, we're, real quick, we're going to talk about the heavy supports. We're going to go to commercial break. Uh, we'll talk very briefly about name characters. I don't think we need to spend time on Gilliman. Uh, I feel like he We've would take We've pretty much already episode. talked about him, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about some of the gems that we thought talk about in, or we've seen in the named characters, uh, and then we'll talk about all three factions, because I know you guys are dying to get to that, and it's been about an hour. Um, so hang in there, guys. We'll talk about heavy support, jump to commercial break, and then get into everything else you guys want to hear. So, Devastator squads. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say. Um, I will break it down, because I'm tired of arguing online. It's missile launchers, then las cannons, then heavy bolters. Uh, I don't even think heavy bolters are necessary. Um, and you only bring heavy bolters if you buy the cherub. Uh, speaking of the cherub, you don't have to purchase the cherub. A lot of people have been purchasing the cherub. You don't have to. 
Uh, the reason why I don't is because he counts as a sixth model, so you can't fit two Devastator squads in a Rhino with the Cherub. Because you'll have 12 models in your two Devastator squads. Um, so a Devastator squad in a Razorback is good with the Cherub, because uh, Razorbacks, can, I think they can still hold six models. Six models, yep. Yeah, so so that's it. That's all you need to know. They're really good. Missile launchers are, are I think, one of the key weapons that you need to bring. Uh, I still don't see a lot of them. I see a lot of plasma cannons, which which are cute, but I, I'm not a big fan of plasma cannons because of their low damage output. Um, and, uh, and by low damage output, I mean they only do two damage overcharge, which is it's okay. It's not. I'm it's not I'm I'm partial to the multi melta myself. I I, I haven't used to be the multi melta is two points more expensive than a missile launcher or a last cannon. Uh, they're 27 points, so I I haven't really had a lot of applications or reason to use them. Uh, I know. I suspect YGW made them 27 points, um, but I don't. I, I haven't. I haven't used them yet, so I, I don't know yet if I'm a fan or not. But the reason why I say take missile launchers and last cannons together is because they're both 48-inch range guns, so they synergize well together. Um, so your Devastator squad will, because they're still very immobile, your Devastator squad will want to relatively be in the same place it always will be in the game. But if you take a multi-melta. Uh, you know that's like 27 points that you might not use, especially if you have other 48-inch we range weapons. Um, I know you can still split fire, so it's more viable. Um, but I feel like if you are split firing a multi melt to end uh, things closer to you, you're probably also going to want to shoot your last cannons and missile launchers at it too. Um, and then at that point, like why not just take another last cannon? It's two points cheaper. It's one more strength. Um, sure, less guaranteed damage output, uh, but that's only at 12 inches anyways, which is situational. Um, I just, there's just a lot of different factors into why I think just keep the last cannon and missile launcher synergy going. Uh, but that's it. That's, that's the AP, I... the AP minus four. That's huge. I, this, this is, this is the thing. This, this is where I like it. And, and, um, I've been using them as, you know, cause you, you and I talked about this before. Um, and I actually went and ran this a list at, my, at this GT. I, I went ahead and ran, uh, a spearhead and didn't bring, um, Sicarius in this in this latest list that I took to a GT, I took a Librarian and I took a Tech Marine, and brought Devastator squads instead. And I ran I ran them just as I did with my my Tactical Marines, where in some of my games they were moving up the table. You know they needed to be where I needed to get objectives, and uh, especially my last match where I was it was the Relic. My opponent was able to to grab the Relic first, and I had to chase him across the table. <laughs> my guys moved you know they were moving every turn you know they were moving up that moving up that table as much as i could and i like the multi-melta um because i know that it, you know i know that i have it, and, and, it, and it's very list dependent if your army is going to be all devastator marines and you're going to want to have a fire base and you're going to kind of hang back and be static yes missile launchers and last cans is 100 percent the best choice if you're going to if you need to move up the table, if you need to be dynamic with your movement and you're using them to capture objectives, that those those grab cannons and those multi maltas are not bad. They're they're a decent choice. I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Um the 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 counter argument or con to that kind of army is not only that multi maltas and grab cannons are more expensive, because that's an easy argument to look at, um, but move, making your devastator squads more mobile also also makes them more vulnerable right because if your opponent places objectives out of terrain 
Uh, your opponent will be moving around the board, getting better angles on you. Uh, whereas a static gunline army gives you the opportunity to set up a good defense and protect your Devastator squads. Now, obviously, the con to that is is you can't go anywhere. You're not taking objectives. Um, but it, it's just it's kind of a balance. And I think at this point, Thomas, I think it's less of an argument and more of a just a play style choice. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not I'm not trying to make say that it is an argument. I'm trying to say it just is totally list dependent. You know, if right. you're if you're using them in the function of hey, these guys are effectively a tactical marine squad where, because, you know, we we, we talked about this, I think, where we kind of were like, hey, or, or and it's been a discussion online, why bring why not bring a Devastator Marine, Devastators instead of tactical Marines in every situation, right? right. You know, in the count, there's counter arguments and, and, and things back and forth. But if you are, if you are bringing them instead of tactical Marines, you still need them to be able to function sometimes the way that a tactical Marine functions, which is, it's going to be moving. It's going to be getting closer to the opponent. It's going to be uh, going out there and getting those objectives or even being the screen. You know, right. maybe it's more important to screen the, the land raider or one of the aspects or whatever else is in your list. You know, your quad more la- quad mortar launchers that we talked about or your dreadnought. That's a shooty de- Jaka dreadnought. That's more important than than that thing getting than that unit. Enough about Devastator squads. Because I've heard a lot of talk online about a unit that can actually fulfill both roles better, the, uh, both the mobile Devastator Squad and the Gunline Devastator Squad, uh, and that's uh-huh. a Predator. So, Thomas, I have a question for you. Sure. Which was better, the Predator or the Devastator Squad? Actually, I'm going to go with the Land Raider. No, no, the, that the, is... the Predator, right? <laughs> you mean the Predator, right? <laughs> no, I mean the Land Raider, actually. Um <laughs> But if, if I think that I think that if you want to make that comparison, the the, the right choice is just to say Land Raider. But that to <laughs> to, to, to directly answer your question, um, the three the ring there's two things I don't like about the about the Predator, um, in comparison to the Devastator, where I think the Devastator is stronger. Um, if you if the Predator the pre, it's a lot harder to get cover with the Predator. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of table you're on. It's a lot harder to get cover. Um. It's also by the same by the same terms. It's harder to hide the predator. Um, and then the other part that I don't like about it is that the predator uh, can't go into buildings. And the devastators can, uh, so you can always hide behind walls if you need to, with devastators. Um, the mobility is definitely there. Like a predator definitely has that mobility, and I like that it's tougher than it used to be. And uh, I mean, it's it's harder to kill, and it's and it's it's got a place, you know. And I like that, and I like the predator, and I've been using the predator. Before I used the before the fact dropped that changed it so that the uh, Terminus Ultra cost 400 points, including its las cannons. Um, I was running two Predators with with quad las cannons as my as my heavy uh, kind of like my heavy choice support, where they were kind of like, hey, okay, this is how I had anti tank, anti big vehicle, anti big monster, or whatever. Um, so by all means, I like them. I think they're great. Um, but I think that it's a to say that one is better than the other is not the right question. It's more, hey, did I bring both of them so that I could fulfill slightly different roles? Um, could they do slightly different things? You know, another point to make to be made is that let's say that you have one unit that shoots at a that shoots at a, a unit of devastators, and a KG opponent decides to take the models that can be seen, so that when the next unit goes to target to pick a target. Those devastators, the remaining devastators are now completely out of line of sight. 
that's totally possible and totally doable if a unit does if single unit doesn't completely destroy a unit of devastators. But that predator is still going to be sitting there. Right. So no, that's that's actually a huge huge point. Um, and it was I was actually baiting you a little bit, um, but you rose above it and uh, proved how good, a smart, intelligent of a player you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're absolutely Appreciate right. That. Thank you. The the correct answer is 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 land raider that's that's a new one uh, but the the re- the real correct answer is th- they're both situationally good and it depends on your army build um because yes b- you shouldn't shoehorn yourself into one or the other it depends on your army because the things that kill predators efficiently don't necessarily kill devastator squads efficiently uh perfect example uh another predator shooting four last cannons at your predator that that'll most certainly kill it right like like you you might get 3d6 2d6 shots off it'll neuter your predator right um yeah, could, really you lowering. could just roll you could just roll poorly you could just in remove general it. averages yeah. averages say you're gonna you're gonna get that thing right i've right. heard it a lot yeah so so you're gonna at least reduce it to a five up hitting on a five up so that it's virtually useless right um snapshotting right. when it moves uh, but the same predator shooting at a devastator squad uh, you're going to shoot with four, hit with three, wound with two or three, uh, and then if they're in cover, they'll definitely make saves. But if not, they've got five up saves, right? So they'll have the same predator, the same save as the the predator. Actually, I think six up saves because the last cannon is Ren three. Um, right, right, yeah. It's in in cover. They're five up save. Right, right. But the, the point is, is that they have the same save as the predator. You'll be wounding them better, but you'll still get roughly the same amount of hits and wounds. Uh, right. For each one. Right, it might be interesting too. So, but the difference with the Devastator squad is, is you're not wiping the whole squad. You're killing the sergeant and maybe two guys at the most. Right. Right. Yeah, um, the heavy weapons are still there. The, and they're still there. Some of them. And, and they're shooting more efficiently. And uh, when you start to factor in things like line of sight and cover, like you mentioned, the Devastator squad is better. Um, but if you flip it, if you shoot an ass back at the five man Devastator squad versus an ass back at the Razorback, the the Razorback is gonna lose no shooting efficiency like you, you'll, right. you'll hit with you'll hit with eight you'll wound with like four or three on the salt cannon razor back or on the predator and then they'll make like half their saves you'll right. do nothing but against the devastator squad I, I think i think you you still don't wipe out the whole squad but i think putting three wounds on the devastator squad is a lot better more damage out. yeah no well and i think this just speaks to the to how great this edition is so yes. far already that that the game design is in such is such a place that uh, uh, there's these things that that clearly mirror realism in a way that makes it makes for good gameplay. Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, so and we'll talk. I'll talk about that after the BAO when the the game has been flushed out. Uh, but there are there are intricacies in the game like toughness tiers um movement tiers just because every single model is the same virtually now they all have a, this a movement value they all move the same they all have a toughness value they all charge the same etc etc so you have to start distinguishing them by their basic profiles um which means you get tiers just just mm-hmm. just like in general it's the difference it's the reason why like strength 11 weapons are no better than like strength 9 weapons right right, right. Right, so so it's 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 that kind of like jump. Um, so it's just there's a whole another whole another variable to this that well, I'm not going to jump into right now. Uh, but land raiders, I, I agree with you. Land raiders, one hundred percent. They're 
they're they're back, baby. They're back in a huge way. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want to be able to have their giant adamantine tank that just kind of rolls across the table doing all kinds of great stuff, you know, oh, yeah. and it's and it's playable, you know. I mean, yes, it's so great. Like, I, I just love that, you know, I, I, I love it as a centerpiece on an army, too. You know, all it, we're back to a place where it's it's it, it, you can bring it. It's not going to get shot off the table immediately or, you know, stuck to the ground. If you're playing again, you end up playing against grab or whatever. It's it's really awesome, and I love that. I love that it's a uh, just a, a playable model, and there's so much diversity among the different types of land raiders available to Space Marines as well. Yes, um, I agree. I, I don't think we need to talk anymore about land raiders. I think that you can apply everything we've mentioned about all the other units to land raiders. Uh, they are susceptible to being tarpitted and assaulted. So you have to, if you bring a land raider, you have to bring counter assault, close combat elements. You have to, like, you have to protect your investment. You don't, you don't yeah, want ba- to get ba- babysit up. your guy a little bit so he doesn't get charged by some gribblies that the other guy doesn't care about, right? And makes your day bad. Yeah. So, so just, just keep, you can. That's true of all vehicle armies, but especially true if you're bringing a land raider. Um. So just keep that in mind. Uh. Moving on to the whirlwind, thunderfire cannon, and hunter. Uh. I have something to say about stock. Salt centurions. And uh, I guess centurions. Um, I I would say that all of those are subpar and not worth looking at. Um, I like the whirlwind. The whirlwind, yeah. The the whirlwind, the whirlwind, the whirlwind got it, it, in comparison, in comparison to other tanks, it's it's pretty cheap. Um, I think giving it the Castellan launcher and even a hundred killer missile or something like that puts it at like one hundred twenty one points. And uh-huh. that's a weapon that can shoot 72 inches, 2d6, strength 6, AP dash, 1 damage, does not require line of sight. That's pretty good. That's pretty great. That's really cool. How many that's points? That's something like, hey, 121 with it, uh, it's 115, I think. One, one six, 115, something like that. Okay. With the Castellan launcher. That's, I mean, I think that's amazing. It's a, that, that does, that, that does you just park, you can park that somewhere completely out of line of sight, never has to move out of a building, and can reach out and touch most of the table. I mean, seventy-two inches is is a incredible increase in range for that weapon. It was forty-eight. Yeah. Um, and it's two d six strength six shots. I mean, it it went up in strength, and you can. I mean, you obviously it doesn't ignore cover now, but you know you've got some guy who's sitting on an objective way far in the back that you you know oh crap I you know what am I ever going to do about that well. Here's my whirlwind, and it's not a big point investment, and it's something that you're you're never going to have to be in line of sight of your opponent. Your opponent never may never have the opportunity to shoot at it. Yeah, um, th- that's a fair point. I br- I bringing um a forge world model that's very that is a whirlwind model. Um, I'll let you guys guess which one it is, but for the same exact reason, uh, it fulfills a role in my army. Um, and it's cheap, and it it does the same thing. Seventy two inches. Anyways, so. Yeah, I agree. Whirlwinds, whirlwinds are in a better place. Um, I don't think you'll see them storm the top tables or storm the table in general storm the tables anytime soon because they've been in such a bad place for so long. You have to get people a chance to buy more whirlwind models. Uh, Thunderfire cannon. I think you. I think you'll just. Yeah, you're just gonna bring. You're just gonna see one of them. Yeah. You know. I mean, you don't. You don't really need more than one. Like, I think more than one is even a little bit of an overkill. I mean, you could bring two, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't know that I would. I agree. Um, you um, know, I, 
I, yeah. I think the other launcher is really great too. Good 2D3 strength 7 AP minus 1, 2D, uh, AP minus 1, 2 damage, I think, what which is great about? too. Like, that's really great. The oh, other, the, the Whirlwind has two, two launcher choices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think you're right. There yeah. might be a spot for it. Um, Hunters, the Space Marine Hunter is, isn't quite as good. It this it's just the single shot just doesn't work anymore. Like I get that it's more yeah. accurate. To, it just, the, it doesn't work. The toughness eight is really cool. Yes. So that's why stalkers are good. So Reese swears on stalkers right now that they're this hidden gem. Um I have yet to see it, but they're not bad. They're they're toughness eight, which is which is the difference between toughness seven and toughness eight is huge. Uh because bonkers. bolters bolters and bonkers. stuff are not wounding you. They're wounding you on sixes now. So it's it's big. Missile launchers are winning you on fours. Strength eight is winning you on fours. Uh, strength seven is winning you on fives, right? Like that the the jump between toughness seven and toughness eight is a lot bigger than the jump between toughness six and toughness seven. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. I uh, the stalker seems fine to me. I don't know that I feel like that the fire output is there for the cost. No, the damage output. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean it, it's durable. Uh. They're still relatively cheap. They still think they around like a buck fifty, um, you know. So they're still relatively cheap. Uh, and it's three yeah. shots. It, I think it's two. There's two of them, and I think it's two d three shots. Let me just pull up my book real quick and find out. Sorry guys, I won't have every okay. every single no, that's, thing memorized. Well, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about the um, the vindicator. The vindicator is oh, also no. toughness to eight. It gets that eleven. Um, but it's, uh, I, I just, I'm not, I played it in a game. I didn't seem like, I didn't seem to me to like, you put in 24 inches for a gun to be very useful, you know, that three strength, 10 shots. Um, I'm just not feeling it for the amount of points that you, that you pay for. I feel like it's a, it's 150 or something. Yeah, um, I agree. So uh, the Vindicator is, is sadly going to be shelved for a little bit longer. Uh, and the stalker is actually three shots, but there's two guns, so it's six shots, strength seven, rend one, AP one, D two damage, uh, and then of course it hits flyers better and hits ground targets worse. Um, not bad. That's that's not bad. Um, yeah, that's not bad. No, uh, I don't think thunderfire cannons are are playable anymore, especially with the forge world getting its quad mortar back. Um, there's almost like you, yeah, no you have reason. to pay. You have to pay for them. You have to you have to pay for their gun. It's like you have to pay for the Thunderfire cannon. I think one hundred thirty four points. For yeah, the that's gun just yet. that's too expensive. Yeah, and they lost their. If, gun. It were, if, if you didn't have to, go ahead. If it was just the cost, sorry, if it was just the cost that it, what you didn't have to pay for the gun as well, um, it was a hundred points. Then that's the point, the same number of points that that's it, like within one point of bringing a regular turbo harness instead. So you're in that. Could say like, hey, take this tech marine that has two wounds instead of four. He's going to be more interesting in a different way. I like that. He can walk around and still repair vehicles and shoot this gun, or have his gun shoot next to him. I think that's cool. But at 130 points for 43 strength five shots, it's just. I mean, they they really. I really think. I'm really hoping. What I really, really hope is that when we see the codex drop. What we're going to see is a switch where they've basically made that thing go back to having multiple different shots that you get to choose and make it more dynamic and interesting like it used to be. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, I, everything you said is correct about the Thunderfire Cannon. Uh, and then Centurions, um, Assault Centurions are still absolute monsters in close combat. Ab absolute yeah, monsters. Yeah, I think, I, think I think they're way better. 
Yes. I think they're way better than they used to be. I agree. Um, 100% better. If you're going to bring Centurions, gone are the days of the Hunter's Eye Centurions dropping down in a drop pod, deleting something. Um, they're, they are much better as a kind of like a, a Death Star, like a shooty Death Star, believe it or not. Um, you can give them an extra toughness with the uh, Space Marine Psychic Power. Um, I believe, well, a single it, model. Oh, is it a single model? Never mind then. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, it works, but it's weird. Anyways, um, but you can still you can still uh, buff them with a character and follow them around with an apothecary who will then heal them. And mm-hmm. uh, if you bring a squad of five of them and move around the board with them, it, you know, 15, 15 wounds, T5 with a two-up save is really hard to get through. That's that's like that's a land raider. That's a, a T5 land raider. Right. That's a, that's, yeah, that's a lot of shots. Yeah, and then yep. when you factor in an apothecary that heals them and or brings them back, uh, that's that's pretty big. Uh, so th- that's something that you could look at. It's it's not viable in a hyper competitive sense, but it's cute and it's niche and it's it works. So. Yeah, I mean, well, honestly, I, it's hard to tell, right? Like, it's hard. To, it, could it be? Could it be that you know what? What if what if we find that we're wrong and that that you know we go to BAO and some guy's been like, well. I'm bringing two fat units of Centurions with maximum apothecaries, and that carries the day. You no, know? no. I mean, no. you have no idea. As long it as long work, as dude. like predator auto cannons or things that do three flat damage and have rend values and wound him on threes work. Like I, I sincerely doubt it because it's so easy to spam strength seven plus rend two plus three damage plus attacks. Like it's so easy to spam that, uh, and unless you build an entire army. Um, with things that that soak up those types of attacks, your centurions are gonna take all those attacks and die, um, and they're expensive. They're very expensive. Yeah, but yeah, they, you might you might be right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you'll have to tell me. You know, if it, if if the top table has a unit of centurions, because I mean those Castellan robots, face. for instance, the Castellan right. robots are really really good, and they're about the same. You know, they're they're similar stat lines. Yeah. So, yeah, so you'll, you know, we'll see. that's, that's, that's where that thought's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good, fair point. Um, anyways, I think we're done with the heavy support options. Uh, if we missed one, let, let us know in the comments. You will. So I don't even need to ask you guys. We'll do that. If we miss any of these, um, we'll go ahead and go to commercial break and move on to the named characters and the rest of the index. Hello guys. Instead of your normal commercial break, I decided to do something a little different and introduce a new segment into the show instead of a commercial break. Uh, As you guys may already know, I do run the secondhand shop for Frontline Gaming, Uh, so I do buy and sell used models. I'm on eBay a lot. I'm looking at prices as they fluctuate, and I thought I might as well promote that service and also talk about some of the market trends that I've seen going on. It's not going to be anything big, maybe 20, 30 seconds, but tell me what you guys think. In the meantime, don't forget to go to FrontlineGaming.org, get those LVO tickets on Thursday. They go live on July 20th. Buy GW stuff from us. Hit me up at the secondhand shop if you want models to get rid of, or if you're looking for models, go to our eBay store, Frontline Gaming Store. Have a good one, guys. And we're back. Thomas, are you ready? All right. Are you ready to talk about I'm ready. named characters? The first named character... Staring right at him, Guillemin, and I'm turning the page. It's, it's, We're not going to talk about no. that. <laughs> uh, pretty pretty I, easy. Best, best 360 out. points in the game right now. I agree. 
Um, but we can talk about his boy, Calgar, who's on the very next page. Um, so ba- the way these named characters, the way I want to talk about these named characters uh, is I have gems that I want to talk about, and then the rest are just average. The rest of the characters are just average. Um, do you agree with me, Thomas? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, in general. Okay, so... Uh, things, characters I want to point out so we can move on to the Dark Angels and the rest of the book. Uh, Cronus is the best HQ, named HQ in the book, bar none. Um, minus Gaiman, but he's not HQ choice, he's the Lord of War. Haha. Yeah, I know this, much to my chagrin. <laughs> um, but th- the reason why I say that is because you were already planning on taking any of the models he was he can transport in, usually a Rhino, Razorback, Whirlwind, Land Raider, um, so you, most people, most competitive lists were already planning on taking those models anyways. And HQ tax is a very real thing. Um, you know, you want, you, you want to spam H, you don't need to spam troops anymore. You just need to spam whatever the best battlefield role slot of your army is. And then you need an HQ choice. So he's really good at spend as an HQ choice. He's less than 60 points. Um, and he upgrades a vehicle for fun. Why not? Uh, and you know, that's it. He's just, that's, that's it. He's the best. I think that's why it makes him the best HQ choice. Cause he's a cheap tax. He's the cheapest tax you'll get. Um, if you were planning on bringing a model to fit him in, if not, then go with the captain. Cause he's like 20 points more. Um, and he's cheap anyways. Uh, other than that, I that's, don't, that's interesting. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, you broke out there, Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so it's just basically that's just basically what I uh, what I feel about Cronus. Um, other than that, Shrike is really good, uh, guys. Shrike is going to get even better. I can't tell you why um, at all. I I'm I'm waiting to be I'm waiting to be uh, impressed. I guess is what what I want to say. Well, it, it because I, I I know I know that we talked last time about uh, like how Reese is using Vanguard veterans. And I had a, I had a buddy come up with a, like a, a blooding list with lots of like storm bolters, which is something you could do with uh, with strike as well. My problem is is that you he, half of his ability, half of what he's good for, is other packers better. And I don't see jump packers being a jump packing even even half of an army, even a third of an army. I don't see it being a good army. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, it, it's it, we'll see. We'll, we will see when the codex drops later on this we'll month. We'll see. We, we um, will. <clears throat> but well, I mean, that's going to be a totally different conversation. Like absolutely. right now, right um, now, right now, what I'm doing is pining for. I'm pining for a, a a character on bike that is a chapter master. Shrike can move as fast as a bike. You know, that's not Samuel. <laughs> yeah, but but again, Fair again, enough. it goes back to my argument about half of his ability is, is wasted. Right. I see. Okay. Fair enough. I, I know you. I you know, know you. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, so, like, you really want to synergize with them. It's like, why not bring jump packs? Yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Um, that's my point. No, I agree. Uh, hopefully, there will be options for Space Marine, basically better Space Marine bike characters. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and then the last, the last unit I wanted to talk about before we moved on, uh, two of actually, uh, Artelian and Sicarius, for similar but different reasons. Uh, Tellian is not very good. He's 89 points. That's really expensive for an HQ choice in the Space Marine Codex um, for what he does. Uh, he, his sniper isn't that good. Uh, he cannot deep strike. He can only infiltrate, which makes him 
objectively worse than Vindicare Assassins. Um, so so you, know, you just don't need to take him anymore. Like, he's just, unfortunately, this is not his edition. He's better last edition. Um, and Sicarius, also, I also don't like Sicarius, um, but I see a lot of people bringing him, and that's just because I don't think tactical squads are that strong. Uh, even if you kit them out so they're, like, take all comers, like with power axes and combi weapons, I just, I don't see a use for Sicarius, and I feel like a, a captain, a cheaper captain, and maybe, like, another tactical squad is just a better use of those points. Eh, I did, I did pretty good with them. I did pretty good with them in the GT that I took them to, so. Oh, you mean, you mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right, uh, but, but that's it, that's all I have to say. I was, I was tied, I was tied for second place, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's not bad. He's not a slouch. Sicarius is great if you build your list around him, right? Yes. And tactical marines can be great if you build the list in. It, you you build them together. They have to synergize. Otherwise, he's just a, he's just a captain with a plasma pistol and a special sword. Um, in which case, meh. In meh, who cares? Why bring him? Um, I want to just mention, throw a throw a shout out to some of the other characters real quick. Um, I think that both. I think that Khan took it, and we we mentioned this earlier. He's just not as good as he was. Um, he's got that captain, the captain stats, but I just don't think that even at 132 points on his on Moondraken, you just bring a captain, a cap like his extra ability of making models strength and charge is just not good enough. No. Um, the uh, 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 is terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, just bring a librarian. I, I, I just, I, Tigerius is just not good again, and that's okay because he shined. He was the most powerful psyker for most powerful space marine psyker for a couple editions, editions. Yeah. so it's okay yeah yeah it's okay for him to take it take it take a back seat right now and maybe he'll get better with the codex drop who knows um the uh, who else uh real quick the uh Helbrecht and the, the 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 dark the black templars i actually think the black templar characters are much better than they were and i think that they they make Helbrecht especially makes black templars a playable faction a playable space marine group and in in a great way he gives the bubble and a shrink bubble which makes it so it's like hey here you don't play blood angels to get and a singular priest to get that plus to get that strength five on the charge you can do with Helbrecht. hey and then add to that the crusader squads which are freaking great crusader squads are awesome they are tactical squads that can take a special weapon and the head weapon in the five-man squad and you're like hey those are the three bros they have chainsaws because why not so i think that you know you added you, there's there's a black templars list with those characters right now that exists pre-codex that is really powerful that can be that can play in the meta and uh and, and and kick it up there do i think it's the most powerful space marine list no because obviously the most powerful space marine list is going to include yemen but He's still, it's still good. Um, Pedro Cantor is the other one that I would mention. I mean, uh, we can we can mention real quick. Um, uh, shoot, what's the Imperial Fist guy? He's still strength ten. He's still Banff in close combat, but he's not quite Dorn. like. I don't think his extra ability. Yeah, I don't think his extra ability is that great. I don't think that he's like out. Of, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, hey, I'm going to Imperial Fist list because I think Dorn's amazing and so he makes the game a lot better. Because it's, you know, it's, you know, meh. Like, <laughs> you get to add one to your leadership when you're within six inches of him. Meh, right? Yeah. But Pedro Cantor, on the other hand, Ooh. Pedro Cantor, I would say that 
there is a list with Pedro Cantor that might be as good as a Gaiman list because Pedro Cantor costs half as many points, is less than half as many points as Gaiman. Am I doing my math right? I think I'm it's pretty close. Maybe it's yeah, no. seventy with two hundred. Yeah, well, right. yeah it's, he's he's yeah, he's ha- less than half the, the points cost of Gaiman. So then, in those same number of points costs, you can be like, okay, I'll throw in a primary lieutenant or two. And two primary lieutenants will put you over the cost, or no, maybe not even still put you over the cost of Gaiman. It's really close. But the point being is that you can do nearly the same thing that Gaiman does, and you get a plus one attack bubble around him, which is amazing. Because it's like, hey, here's my army. I'm, I'm setting up my gun line, and you come at me, and all my guys get extra attacks. Right. And they're, they're going to do all kinds of nasty stuff to you uh, because they are... You know, I'm still getting to reroll to hit, and I'm also rerolling ones to wound, and so I'm nearly as much as powerful as Guillemin in in three sep two or three separate platforms, obviously. But they're characters that are, are still hidden, and everybody else around me is also getting extra attacks. I think that's really strong. Yeah, it, yeah, it's huge. Um, you could you, and you could do that with you pick your flavor, right? You could do that with Honor Guard, Company Veterans on bikes. Whatever, right? It gives he gives all units within a certain. I think it's twelve inches one attack. Uh, six in six model inches. models within six get plus one attack. Yeah, so yeah, so he's he's good. Um, I agree. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think. I don't know if I can't think of a list that's better than a Guillemin list with him. Um, but I'm interested. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, Pedro Cantor is one of my more favorite models. Um, and then finally, Legion of the Damned. A, a few people mentioned them uh, in email and in the blog post. We didn't talk about them. They are in their own separate entry, uh, and we might as well just start this as the first of the power armor other non-villainal marines. Uh, Legion of the Damned yeah. are just unfortunately in a bad spot. I, I get that they still deep strike, which is really good, uh, but they are they still suffer from the same problems in that they are really expensive and only have a three-up save and one wound. Yeah, um, I, I think that you're still gonna. Yeah, you're still gonna see the same problems that they've had the whole time. I am interested in the fact that they still ignore cover. They can still bring some extra heavy weapons and stuff with them, which is kind of cool. Um, so if you've got some sort of imperial soup type list or something like that that you don't have a, a choice that you would prefer to have, I think that they they actually have like a place where they can play a little bit because they um. You know, as far as as far as you can go right now, because the problem is, is that the most efficient list, the best list in the game right now, uh, be a Space Marine or any other kind of list, is going to be lists that take advantage of your of your circles of your circles of power, your bubbles of of leadership, or bubbles of whatever bonus or buff you're getting from your characters. Um, those are going to be the best lists in the game, and these guys, the Legions of the Damned, cannot cannot be affected by that. So you're, they're just going to be less efficient no matter what. That being said, it's still a 3-plus and vulnerable save, which is really strong, I think, in this edition. Because most of the time, we, like we've talked about, there's those AP-1 weapons, you know, the AP-1 weapons that we've been talking about that turn, you know, your armor save, your 3-plus your, your armor save into a 4-plus armor save. And all of a sudden, that matters when you're talking about Legion of the Damned because every one of them is going to get that that no matter what yeah well i mean you know 90 percent of the time that's unless fair. it's like a null zone situation right okay that's fair i never i never really and that. The, other, the other part about it the other, yeah the other part about it too is that you know with the deep strike they could be a great unit you know to have one of with some with a couple of special weapons and they each come with two attacks they can take a chain sword so they've got three attacks 
and you deep strike them down into you, your opponent's, uh, you know, backfield, sit on an objective, and they're a really hard unit to dislodge because, again, three-plus invulnerable saves, you know, they're infantry, so you could just hide them inside a building. They'll do damage to any kind of equivalent-sized or, you know, other infantry-type thing that comes after them, and they can hold objectives equally well to some other troop choice or something like that. Like, before, it was like, well, why bring those when, you know, a five-man tactical squad or, you know, a three-unit bike squad can just go take the objective from them? Well, now, all of a sudden, they can't. So, they, they, they might have a place. I'm not saying that spamming them is going to be the greatest. I'm not saying that even, like, they're even going to be the better choice over something else that you could deep strike. Um, but I certainly am not thinking, you know, being like, hey, these guys are 100% out of the, you know, I'm just not going to take them. I certainly like them better than, say, Thunderhammer Storm Shield Terminators, who oh, yeah. <laughs> also come with a 3-plus and vulnerable save, but are just worse. So expensive for so bad. Yeah. yeah. Anything, but which we, basically, basically what I'm trying to say is anything that has a three plus invulnerable save right now is really good. But Thunderhammer Storm Shields are the worst of them. I would say that I would rather take Legion of the Damned than Thunderhammer Storm Shields. Fair enough. Now, if you really want to spam Storm Shields, we're going to talk about Space Wolves here in a little bit. All right. Um, and that's it. Uh, one last final thing we, we forgot to talk about. The Imperial Space Marine is in this book. Um, I really want to bring him. Uh, I haven't brought him yet. I have a painted Imperial Space Marine coming. I'm just waiting for him to get shipped to me. But uh, if you guys have played with Imperial Space Marine, let me know. He's, he has like a, a rapid fire D6 gun that's Ren 3, Strength 5. And he's a character. And he's like 60 points or something. So I, I feel like sprinkling them into any space marine list isn't a bad call but um obviously i don't know the fact that he costs something now and his gun's not like like as bonkers as it was um i am I'm, I'm totally on board with him being something that people bring yes i agree he's yeah he's 60 points and his disintegration gun uh disintegration pistol and con- or free they're actually no, they're, they're free so he's 60 right points. right He's 60 points, which is, that's, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're okay with that? Are you sure? I'm 100% okay with that. Thank you, Games Workshop. This is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better than my free. opinion. My opinion matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's just, he's four wounds, 60 points, and he has that cool little gun, and he's a character. I just, I really want to use, anyways, moving on. We're not talking about Space Marines anymore. Um, moving yes. on to the very next Talking faction. about Blood Angels. Uh, Blood Angels are next. Blood Angels are next. Um, so yes, I, I have I have a few lists and a few suggestions for Blood Angels players. Um, Thomas, would you like to go first? Yeah, Blood Angels. So right off the bat, um, I mean, let's talk about the fact that you know they 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 have the Black Rage and they've got um, the, the Black Rage is what is what they uh, most of their death mostly the death company, but other models gain. And basically, it's plus one attack on the charge and feel no pain six plus. Which is good, which is plus one attack on the charge is huge, um, for any, yes. any any especially army wide. Um, so right, and when you bring it with a you know a couple with where death company models can bring chain swords and stuff, yeah, it's 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 strong. Yeah, um, one thing I see blood a lot of blood angel players doing uh, is they they 
Deep Strike, they, they put like Sanguinary Guard or Death Company on jump packs or even just Assault jump pack Marines. They Deep Strike them around a bunch of characters and then they expect all the buffs to stack and to Alpha Strike their opponent. Uh, that's that's actually hard to do and uh, I was just not doing that. Um, Blood Angels are actually more powerful when using like a one beat stick unit that you can Deep Strike, we don't have to. Uh, and then back up backed up by like Dante and uh who's the who's the apothecary so I think uh it's Corbulo uh, Cor- Corbulo Corbulo. Yeah. Cor- Corbulo Corbulo is better than he was last edition you know or at least half of last edition I like him he gets to re-roll one of his own dice each turn uh he his attacks are like strength six um yeah. with yeah. you know strength, strength hit on twos strength six well the sword is plus one as well oh yeah so his, right. his so, I mean, but it's only minus one. He's got like four attacks. I, I like Corbulu. I think he's great. Um, he's a great. He's got he's got the, the basically the same ability that kind of like Grimaldus has, where it's models within or models within six inches that roll a six in close combat can roll an extra attack. Yes. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and and then the Sanguinor has cool buff. So ba- basically, Sang- th- Sanguinor is plus one attack again, which is and, which and is can great. leave combat and, and and charge again, which is great. Yeah. So you can't keep that guy down. Like he's he's awesome. He also has a Ren uh, Four sword. Uh, Ren Four yeah. strength. If you're if you're near Corbulo, a Ren Four strength seven sword with five attacks hitting on twos. That's yeah. That's not not beastly. bad. Um. Um. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so ba- I'm gonna just... basically, <laughs> I'll go basically. Uh, basically, I, I feel like the right Blood Angels list is um, Ball Predators are still pretty good. Uh, they're not as good as you would have thought, but they're be- they're better than they were. Um, but I think the right Blood Angels list is a sprinkling of characters. Just maybe the uh, they're I think they can take generic captains, right? I'm sure you can. Yes, they can. Yes. Yeah. So so maybe like a sprinkling of generic jump pack captains backing up uh, assault squads with maybe like a power axe or two. And then using that to harass your opponent, and then like a large unit, or maybe not even large unit, just like because you already have a bunch of units in your opponent's face. So the chances of Corbulo, Dante, and the Sanguinor being the closest visible character model are low. So even if you don't put a unit near them, if you just run a bunch of units that benefit from those buffs, and then anywhere, anywhere uh, Corbulo, the Sanguinor, and Dante are. Um, that that automatically makes your blood angels better. So they they're kind of like their own portable death star and that they make any unit around them a death star. Uh and then you just play really cagey and then whenever they're in trouble, you can like deep strike jump pack units near them and and all of a sudden they're a lot better, right? Uh yeah. so, so it's a, it I feel like that's the best blood angels list um sprinkled in with like uh maybe like a ball predator or like some blood angels devastator squads if you really want some shooting elements. Um but you just you have to play them at more MSU style, uh, and you have to run as many units as possible that can take advantage of those buffs, and not just like don't play them like an Alpha Strike army, because um, jump pack Alpha Strike don't work as well as they used to. Yeah, well, I would say that you know not not as a not quite as a counter, but as a possibility to say, hey, you are you do want to do that that Alpha Strike? Um, Lamardes, Lamardes is the the death company chaplain oh, yeah. he gives he gives death company rerolls to charge within six inches of him which is super and and then of course and then of course uh they get to reroll to hit because he's still a chaplain um but he only affects his his role only affects death company but in close combat but still he's lamardes has gotten a lot better really great yeah. uh so that's a possibility 
Uh, it also affects, it would affect Death Company Dreadnoughts, but Death Company Dreadnoughts are really strong. I think they're really good. So one way, to, the one way that I would look at running a uh, one of these um, kind of a balanced all comers list is to bring a Storm Raven, put your Death Company in there, put Lamardes in there, put a Dreadnought, a Death Company Dreadnought in there, throw a, a, a Singulary Priest in there for that plus one strength, and you've got yourself a really nasty combination in that. Uh, you have the the Storm Raven, which can shoot stuff and then roll up, pop all these guys out, and they're there where they need to be doing all kinds of close combat damage, just being really powerful, really strong. Um, and then you still have the Storm Raven to fire around with, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I would also say that I like their powers. Their powers oh, are really, really strong. I was just about uh, to say that. A, a unit, <laughs> four plus, in, pl- four plus, unit, uh, plus one attack uh, for a unit, a four plus invulnerable save for a unit. Um, those both, both of those powers right there are like, Hey, look, here's my, here's my one, like we were talking about my one big unit. That's being, that's taking advantage of all these other guys' bubbles of power. Let's just make that thing even more, even better than it already was. Right. Or um, you can buff other smaller units that are out of like Tycho's and, or out of like uh, Dante and Sanguinor and Corbulo buffs, right? Like, you're absolutely right. The the buff, the Blood Angel psychic powers are huge. They're they're really good for playing the way you the way we were talking about playing with the multiple threat vectors, not really alpha strikey so much as just being really mobile and really killy. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really good. I, I really like that. Um, the Mephiston can't can't not mention him. He's back in a big way. He's awesome. He's always strength ten. Um, he can put that invone save on himself because he's you know because he's a psyker. And all of a sudden, for the first time ever, we have we have fist on with reliable a reliable and vulnerable save, yes. and he's just a he's just a butt kicker. Um, I really like. Uh, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of Tico, but Tico is just kind of meh now. They took away his dead man's hand. He's cheap, but not very good. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd ever bring Tico, which is unfortunate. Um, but I do like. Um, basically everything else they've got available to them. Sanguinary Guard got better. They, mm-hmm. They're two plus save now. You can make you can give them again an invulnerable save for the first time, which is amazing. Um, a nice little fun fact right now, the way that their points are, a plasma pistol is actually cheaper than the silly gun that they have to bring. Their two, their, nice. their two, two shot pistol, it's cheaper to bring a plasma pistol on them. So you know what? Hey, spam a bunch of plasma pistols on these dudes. Why not? That's good. Seven points per model. Instead of the fourteen, um, they still. I, I think Sanguinary Guard are great. I still think they need to be babysat. You're still looking at saying, "Hey, I need to bring a Chaplain with these dudes." Hey, I need to bring something that's going to give them a reroll because they have the same problem that I think that Thunderham or that Terminators have, where they don't have enough attacks. Um, versus the Death Company we were talking about, where they get the plus one attack on the charge. They can come with the chainsword. They're base two attacks. They you put them in the bubble of the Sanguinar. You're looking at five attacks a pop. On other dudes, you know, bring the Lamardes. They're re-rolling to hit. You got a you got a Sanguinary Priest there. They're at strength five. You know, there's this huge combination of things where they can you can start rolling that the number of attacks that those guys have, which just puts out. I mean, they're obviously not going to do as much one per guy damage. Um, it's you know a bunch of power. It's a bunch of regular you know chain fit or uh, chain sword attacks. Um, but you're going to put out so much more. Than the sanguinary guard are so they're the they're that option where you're like hey how do i deal with a horde well i send this unit to death company and do them and the death company just mince meet them yes um i agree and and the way you're talking what everything you're mentioning now is is how blood angels should be played now 
Um, they're they're very much a they're less a beat stick army and more a symphony army. You really have to like you have to plan characters being in the right spot two turns in advance. You have to plan your deep strikes. You can't uh, overcommit. You can't undercommit. You have to know exactly what you need to kill something. Um, you know you need a, lo- a lot of mobility. It's it's very much a thinking man's army now, um, which is cool. yeah. Well, and, yeah, it's great. And, I mean, definitely think in terms of uh, like again thinking in terms of hey, I need to get into you know I want to get into close combat. I want to. Um, uh, have all these guys working together, like you said, Symphony. I don't. I don't think we really need to be beat. You know, Furiosas are good. Uh, so are so are the, the 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 Librarian Dreadnought. I think the Librarian Dreadnought's back in a big way. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sanguinary Guard again. I forgot to mention all of their weapons do D three damage, Ugh. which is super cool. So it's like a it's a it's a power axe that does D three damage. That's a really awesome. You know, a power sword that does D three damage. I think that's I think that's really great, and it makes them viable without a power fist. You know, you don't have to bring a power fist. Whereas the Death Company, you kind of need to bring a power fist if you want to deal. If you if you're if you just in case you got to have at least one, just in case you get caught up with something you you know that your your chainsword attacks are not gonna wipe out. Yeah, uh, one thing on the Librarian Dreadnought, and then guess we'll move on. Um, look for character dreadnoughts. Uh, I have a feeling more of them will spring up. Uh, obviously, Briarth, Ashmantle, Forgeworld, um, Bjorn. There's, an, there's another one in dreadnought. there, actually, too. Yeah, there, I think there's a Chaplain Dreadnought, too. Character Dreadnoughts or characters that are higher toughness than the norm and nine wounds, like hover around that seven to nine wound mark, those are really good models. Like Those are, those are really durable, hard-to-kill models. And when you combine, like in this case, a Librarian Dreadnought, and you combine them with force multipliers in the space marines, uh, the blood angel psychic powers, they become really powerful m- characters that you don't have to babysit. You know, they can buff, uh, and when in a pickle, they can charge and kill things and take care of themselves. Um, so, I think you're right. I, I actually, I'm really sad I didn't mention library dreadnought right away. Uh, but yeah, just just keep an eye on those guys. Heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, dark angels. Uh, dark I, angels. I don't actually know a lot about Dark Angels, so Thomas, I'm gonna have to lean on you on this. Um, All right, but man. Real quick, they they won the Psychic Power Lottery. Uh, they got the second best Psychic Power that you can find in the game, which is uh, giving your opponent minus one to hit rolls. It's huge. It's, it, it's amazing. Oh, like, they they did they did. Yeah, I thought they that got, was uh, the Space Wolves. Space Wolves also got it as well, but a, a oh, version. Okay. A version, the number two in their discipline. If manifested, select an unit within 24 inches of the psyker. 24 inch range. That's out of deny range. That's crazy. Anyways, uh, until your next psychic phase, your opponent must subtract one from all hit rolls made for that unit. That's that's really powerful. Huge. That's that that psychic power is unbelievably strong. You can just like we talk about knights going down to 12 wounds and becoming uh, not useless, but like a lot less powerful. This does that for free, right? So, like, if you're running against a knight army, you cast that on a knight, boom, you don't have to worry about that knight. That knight's firepower is lowered. I mean, you can't... I I don't think you can say enough about how... I didn't realize they had this power, but I don't think you can say enough how powerful that is because they have the Dark Shroud. Yes. And the Dark Shroud is probably, hands down... Well, it's not their most powerful unit, but it's, like, one of their most powerful units. And that thing gives everything within six a minus one to hit. So you couple the two of those together, and all of a sudden, your enemy beat stick unit, which is supposed to do a whole lot of damage, can't do anything at all. Yep. That's huge. Yeah, it's oh, massive. Yeah. It's huge. And it's why I think um, uh, armies like uh, 
gunline armies and tau commander armies why i don't think they're going to be as powerful in the future um and why balanced close combat armies are really the way to go but that aside thomas the dark angel players want to hear you okay so uh, right off the bat asriel i mean i actually i'm, I'm not gonna I, this is this is something I had to make a choice. When I started reading in Dark Angels, I was like, hey, you know what? I think I might actually start running a Dark Angel list. And I thought to myself, hey, man, you really kind of have you, all of your scores this season so far in the ITC, which you care about, and you go to IC, ITC tournaments, uh, you want to just keep playing Space Marines. And that was, but, but like there was this piece of me that was like, hey, man, the rules, the counter guy, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, was that uh, the Dark Angels, I think, are shiny and and i think they're the best i think the dark angels are the best i think they're amazing asriel he he's the chapter master he gives that reroll bubble and he has a, a, a bubble of four plus invulnerable save to whatever models you put within six inches of them so hey you want a land raider with a four plus invulnerable save and you don't have to pay for it there it is four plus invulnerable save oh you have two of them they both have four plus invulnerable saves well wow that's amazing and they all get to reroll the hit oh and then like we were just talking about you brought you brought yourself a couple of you know one or two of the um, the lander the the speeders the we were just talking about the speeder the, the minus one to hit speeder within six inches that's amazing that's incredible now I have land raiders that you have to hit at a minus one and get a four plus invulnerable save all the time that's incredible the resiliency of that army is insane um, couple it with their special knights you can bring their 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 knights which I think are awesome because their knights are like uh they they are flail the flail his weapon get the wounds spill over um the the sergeants the sergeant on the um yikes deathwing the, the deathwing knights that's actually big his, yeah it it it's yeah that's pretty amazing um yeah i think uh i haven't read the dark shroud is the, the one i was talking about uh both their flyers are kind of like hit or miss i'm not necessarily thinking their flyers are amazing um the one has a stasis bomb which is pretty cool it's um once per game this model may drop a stasis bomb as it flies over an enemy unit it's movement phase after the raven wing dark talon has moved pick one enemy unit it flew over then roll a d6 for each unit in the uh, each model in the unit up to 10 on a four plus they suffer a mortal wound so that's kind of situationally cool um they you know the, the the dark talon has the strafing run, which is the same thing as the storm or the storm talon, so it gets to hit better against things that cannot fly. And then the nephilim is your kind of your anti flyer. Um, I'm sorry, no, they both have strafing run. Never mind, they're both good at shooting thing at ground targets. They're both, um, really and they come, good. yeah, and they come with jink, so they can. Jink is a is a dark angel rule only now. It's when you it's when you basically turbo boost or you know uh, advance you get a five plus invulnerable save. So all of their bikes come with that, um, which is really cool, I think. And all of their speeders come with it as well. You, there's, there's this mechanic where, hey, I need to get closer. Well, I have a way to do that and come up with an invulnerable save. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at the Raven Wing, um, but the Raven Wing with Samael being a biker character who gives, who's effectively a chapter master because he gives plus one, uh, or not plus not reroll ones, but entirely reroll to hit for everything that's Ravenwing within six inches of them. All of a sudden, you're talking about a biker list where they get they have that reroll bubble that can stay right with them. Where you have a nasty character like that, and they have all the different options. They've got the they've got the regular bike squad. 
they can take their the black knights which are decent in close combat and they're 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 uh, if anything their close combat weapon i think got better um they the raven wing ancient has the standard of plus one attack well within six inches so i mean if you want to bring a bike list right now you're bringing raven wing and it is good it's really good yeah you you have Um, your jump pack librarian or your bike librarian they come down or i'd prefer the jump pack librarian in this scenario um because it can get into position better it drops down debuffs a unit minus one to hit uh, do you debuff the unit that can act, like absolutely wreck your bikes? Like that one unit that you're really worried about? Um, it's you're right. It, it's it's a huge it's it's a huge. Well, and this is in addition to the dark trap, right? Because yeah, and it, yes. this is addition to the dark trap because the dark trap at the same time is already doing that. Right. Right. So you're looking at a minus two, not a minus one. It's it's incredible. Um, the the Deathwing Knights. Just to mention their weapons real quick, the Flail um, is a strength six weapon at AP minus three that does two damage per hit. And that guy has three attacks, and then the excess damage flops over. So when you're, he's gonna just like start swinging that flail and killing like, fight, you know, with a with with a with a uh, some sort of chaplain or something by him, he's gonna kill five or six models with that weapon, you know, rather than just the three that his attacks say that he has. And then the maces are at strength times two minus two and do an automatic three damage. They're mm-hmm. a power fist that doesn't have a minus one to hit. They're a thunder. They're amazing. Yeah, they're a Thunderhammer. They're, I mean, it's amazing. They're really powerful. And then couple that with some of their other special characters like Asmodai. Asmodai is the named chaplain. That dude has another bubble of plus one attack around him. It's like – Yeah. Like just amazing. Yeah. Hold um, on a second. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm lying to you. Oh, my buddy was, re- my buddy was cheating me. No, 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 it is. It's in addition, increase the attack characters of friendly Dark Angel infantry and bikers by one while within six of, of Asmodai. Dude, that is, it, it's, and they're minus one, enemies are minus one leadership within six. Yeah, well, that's whatever. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that that is, um, you're right, Thomas, that is absolutely no, and the, incredible. And the, and the sig, Asmodai's, Asmodai's bubble of plus one attack will stack with one of the sacred standards. They're different rules. So you're looking at if you have a, if you if you have models within six inches of both of them, you're getting plus two attacks. Oh, and you know what? I'm sorry. Asmodize, I think. Let's see. Holy cow! Holy cow! It's not models. They're both units. They're both units. Holy cow, dude! Yeah, Dark Angels are so good, so good. So we were talking about Pedro Cantor earlier. Well, Pedro Cantor affects models within six inches. Both Asmodai's ability and the Sacred Standard on the Raven Wing, at least, is units within six inches. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, and then uh, coupled with, uh, you don't have to do this. I think this is just gravy. Um, but if you put if you bring like Azrael and Asmodai in like a Rhino, actually, I think is Asmodai a Terminator chaplain. No, he's just no. a regular chaplain. So if you bring uh, Asmodai and Azrael and a Rhino and like follow your Ravenwing around with these two guys, and when you kind of like set up your home base where you want to be for the majority of the game, you you let out Azrael, boom, four plus invuln to everything around you on top of all the other stuff and the extra command point, um, and another reroll to hit bubble, uh, and then Asmodai on top of that wherever you need them to. I, I think I think you're looking at a really really good 
Dark Angels list, and I would even say that you m might, in this one instance, want to take a drop pod just for Azrael and Asmodai, just so you for sure put them where you want them. Yeah, I uh, totally could. Because totally their positioning good. is extremely important. Um, Raven, Raven, Ravenwing Black Knights, real quick. It's an Assault 2, 18-inch Assault 2 Plasma that you can overcharge. Think about that. Assault 2. That means that these guys can turbo boost, giving them their 5-plus invulnerable save, getting them that much closer to you for that turn 2 charge, and still shoot that weapon at a minus 1. Where, where when if they're with Samael, they're getting to re-roll that. Yeah, uh, that's big. Uh, the rapid fire... The two shots at 18 inches is also big. Um, it's better than normal plasma guns. It doesn't have that 24-inch range, but let's be honest, uh, plasma guns with one shot aren't nearly as good as plasma guns with two shots. Um, so you're essentially increasing that two-shot range by six inches with the assault roll. Um, they're really good. Uh, I, they are very expensive, um, but I agree with everything you said about the Dark Angels. Um, moving on to their uh, furry counterparts, the Space Wolves. Yeah. Um, like it, like we mentioned before in the beginning, Space Wolves won the Psychic Lottery uh, with Tempest's Wrath, uh, which subtracts one to hit rolls. The range on this is only 18 inches, um, so you are in you do put yourself in deny the witch range, uh, but it's still good. It's still they still have access to Library or Rune Priests on jump packs and bikes, um, so you can still put that anywhere. The minus one to hit bubbles, the minus one to hit is huge. Um, and then I believe Jaws of the World Wolf is really good too. Yep, uh, it got it got better again. Oh yeah, so you roll so, so you pick something other than a vehicle. Uh, you roll two d six and subtract the target's move characteristic, and then the target unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the result. That's that can get really good really quickly. Um, throw that on a character, the character's going to die. I believe it's just pick an enemy unit, so I think you can target characters with it. So nine times out of ten, you're going to use that to snipe a character. Like, oh, Guillemin, I understand you move eight inches, but I just rolled a twelve. Take four wound. Take four mortal wounds, right? Or like, uh, oh, you have like a shitty little captain who's buffing your guys. Here, I rolled, I rolled a nine. Take four mortal wounds. Suck it. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's not, um, not bad at all. Space. Wolves. I would say, um, uh, their their boss man is, is Logan Grimnar. It's about the same that he's always been. His axe can be swung one or the other way. You can split the attacks. He's still pretty good in close combat. Um, I think that his, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, let me let me just open my book here. I had my book open and then I closed it. Um, you could, I think his sleigh actually got better. Like he's better on the sleigh than than bringing him regularly. Um, no, never mind. Never mind. It's a the sleigh is the sleigh is twelve wounds, so never mind. Mm -hmm. Um but he uh he's he's pretty he's still pretty good. He's given that plus one attack. Um and then you get to reroll failed charge rolls with him specifically, which is cool. Um you know, I I mean, yeah, he's got a place. I don't know that I would I don't know that I think that I would always bring him over one of the other guys. Like a Wolf Lord on Thunderhammer or a Th Thunderhammer Wolf Lord is still still great. Some of the other named characters are still pretty cool. Um, so there's one named character in here that, that everyone says got a million times better. And I'm trying to figure out who it was. It's either Krom or those Space Wolf players already know who I'm talking about. So they're all yelling at me right now. It's either Krom or Lucas the Trickster. I think it might be Krom. Lucas. 
Lucas is really is 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 Lucas's last laugh ability is pretty cool. Um, it might be Aryok Rockfist. He, he's okay. Yes, Arjok got really good, and the reason that he got really good is that he gives Wolfguard plus one attack around him. So oh. you can bring him. You can bring him, and he and he's going to help get a lot of work done. Um, it makes it makes Wolfguard that much better, especially when you consider that a lot of their they have a cool mechanic where a lot of their units can bring a they get a sergeant and then they also can have like a wolf guard guy join them as well um so it's like this extra dude who can join these units and that that are that are like that are almost like a character um you know with, with cool close combat weapons and maybe even um depending on how you run them maybe even multiple wounds like if you put them in a terminator armor for instance or something like that but they can also um yeah like uh you can bring you to blood claws the blood claws get a pack leader then you can bring a wolf guard pack leader as well and if you put him in terminator armor he gets an extra wound for instance um so it's this extra kind of cool way to have these guys that are part of the unit but their character kind of they act like characters and stuff like that so i think it's really cool he also gives uh reroll to hit rolls a reroll to wound rolls of one within six that's 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 pretty awesome yeah, that's so, really great. So you have a character that you're already planning on taking anyways, with an ability, with two abilities that that are um, force, mo- force multipliers. I mean, he's not a slouch in close combat either. I think he does. He has a strength. No, he's two, really, three damage attack. Really great. Yeah. Really great. Um, the the other char- some of the other characters, they're they're you know, I I, I don't know enough about them. I, I would say that pretty much all of them got better. You know, I think Bjorn is better. Yep. You bring Bjorn. And you get to uh, you get rerolls, reroll ones. You get an extra command point. Um, he's got a fill no pain. He's uh, a toughness eight, and he's of character. So, or sorry, eight wounds, and he's a character, and he is toughness eight. And he's got five attacks. Dang. He hits on twos and wounds on twos. He's he's great, and he's he comes with you can yeah, he can come with a bunch of different choices. You can bring him with health frost cannon or whatever, and then his claw, it's called true claw. And it's a strength plus five, so he's strength twelve with it. AP minus four, D six damage, and you can re-roll failed wound rolls with this weapon. Mm. Like the guy will do, the guy will do work. Um, and especially the fact that he's now eight wounds, so he's protected. You can keep him hidden from people being able to pick him out and, sh- and blow him up, which is what always happened to Bjorn before this. Um, so that's just really stellar. Like I think you'll see him back on the table, you know, in certain lists because he's because he's playable now. Yeah, I um, yeah I agree. Um, uh, lone wolves, lone, lone wolves are, are better than they were. Yes, they're 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 better than they were. They're characters. They're characters that like aren't they're they're not worth anything to their opponent. Still, I think if their opponent kills them because they're getting their glorious death or whatever, um, but they're they're bad for you if they stay alive. But they're a guy that you can get across the table now because. Um, uh, never mind. I, I'm lying to you. That's that's a past rule. Mind you on that. But they do what they do is they do get they get they basically do the same thing that wolves do. So that on a, um, if they die, they can they can swing they get to swing again. Um, and then you get to uh, let's see. They also have a, they also have a four plus fill no pain. So they're just like oh that's wow I'm gonna lose a wound. No I'm not on a four plus. I don't. Dang. And you can you can arm them a different a bunch of different ways. They can take all kinds of different weapons. They're really good. They're really cool. Yeah, that's um, yeah. 
Uh, there are two flyers, the Storm Wolf. One, they have the two different flyers, the, the Storm Fang and the Storm Wolf. The Storm Fang is the shooty, the shooty um, one. It has power of the machine spirit. It has a bunch of different weapon options. I think it's really cool. But um, I think that honestly, the Storm Wolf is where you're is is the is the winner, and it's the winner because it has a bunch of different weapons. In fact, it can take um, it can take a twin multi melta and and two las cannons and the Hellfrost cannon. So you're getting a, you're getting about as much shooting as a Storm Raven. That's really heavy, nasty anti close combat or sorry anti uh, anti tank weaponry, and then it can carry. 16 models you get to carry 16 guys so you're like hey i can put and and you get to put wolfen in there so hey you know we haven't even talked about the wolfen yet but the wolfen are amazing and you can put eight of them in there because they take up two they take up two spots or whatever um and wolfen are just as ridiculous as they were last edition maybe more so um they got that three plus invulnerable save and they have a five plus fill no pain still they still if they die before they swing they pile in and swing. They're not getting the double attacks that they were before, um, but they um, – or no, they are. They still get it. They still get it. I'm sorry. They still get to swing again even if they did. Um, and then they have the Curse of the Wolf in Bubble, which is they give um, additional attack for friendly Space Wolf infantry, biker, and cavalry units within 6 or Blood Claws within 12. And then they also give – Reroll failed charge rolls to space wolf infantry bikers and cavalry within six and then blood claw units within 12 like it's they're they they're so good they're so powerful they're so hard to kill with three plus and vulnerable save um and then they also make everybody else around them more powerful they still have bounding leap which means they can run and they, they get to advance and charge and they can still reroll their charge distance so they're getting across the table they have a seven-inch movement now. Um, I mean, I just there's not. I, I, they still have strength ten thunder hammers, which whereas thunderwolf cavalry lost it. Now thunderwolf cavalry are only strength four, um, and they also lost their extra. Like thunderwolf cavalry became more expensive, lost their strength ten, and lost some of their extra attacks because now their wolf attacks for them instead. Whereas the wolfen just got better. If anything, they got better. Like they're just amazing. Um, Additionally, when you bring the 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 iron, not the iron priest, but the um, their uh, tech marine. No, not their. Sorry, not their tech the marine. Iron, their, that's oh, the iron priest. Yeah, the the the, the guy priest. who's the the wolf priest, the wolf yeah. priest who gives the rerolls to hit. Yeah. Well, he's also an apothecary. He also can bring the model back. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And if you bring if you bring Ulrich, I think Ulrich's the one who has the. Um, no, there was somebody who gave a, a six plus fill no pain bubble, but maybe I'm thinking of the past edition. Um, anyway, I, these guys, like you're going to be playing an army that's like, Hey, we're going to go into our opponent's face real quick, like right in your face. And we're just going to punch you as hard as we can. Like, that's the kind of army I imagine that a lot of you're going to see with a lot of space wolf armies because, you know, whether it be, Hey, I just brought a ton of models and there's Wolf in here to buff all the regular dudes, and there's a few characters sunk in among it, and we just move across the table as fast as we can, you know, either using rhinos or storm wolves, because 16 models, that's like that's like three units of of three five-man units plus a character, you know? And you could bring a couple of them. You bring one of them with some with, with some stuff and one of them with another dude, and then you know, deep strike in. You pay for a draw a, a forgeful draw pod, and you can bring in somebody like um 
like Bjorn the fell handed or whatever. Like I'm just imagining this list that's just like in your face, punching you really hard and wants to be right there in your, wants to be in close combat with you and, and, and will excel at being in close combat with you. Um, shooting wise, they still, they still have good fire, but like they're still, still dudes with like the wolf guard can bring all kinds of, all kinds of shooting weapons. They still have long fangs who, uh, are still good. Um, all of your units can still, I mean, this is, this is where one of the, where I'm like, man, holy cow, you could make something like super resilient here. Even if you had to march across the table, because you could have a, you could bring a lot of units, like I was saying, with a wolf guard, uh, battle leader in Terminator armor, and that dude's got a two plus save. And so you could just be like, I'm going to start tanking some wounds on this dude. You know, I mean, if you want to spend the points, you could bring that dude, you could just, that guy a storm shield, which I think probably only costs you five points if you can, because that's the whole, the whole codex non characters, but he might be a character. This, that now I'm getting a little bit fuzzy because yeah. I haven't looked this up. <laughs> Yeah. But what I'm saying is that this army has got a lot of play. Yeah, absolutely. It's back, it's back in a big way. Yeah, I, I and Reese, Reese is, um, Reese has a really good space wolf list that I want to, I want to uh, talk about. And unfortunately, guys, that's going to be the end of the episode. Uh, Thomas cut out there at the end, uh, and we just decided to call it a night. So we're going to leave the Death Watch and the Grey Knights for another episode. Maybe we'll give them their own episode. Maybe we'll give them uh, like maybe a segment at the end of next week's episode. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think, if you guys want to hear exclusively about Death Watch and Grey Knights. Um, or if there's not a lot of Death Watch and Grey Knight fans out there, let me know. Uh, your guys' voices do move this podcast in directions uh and you guys do have influence um so anyways email me that once again you can email me frontline gaming pdpab at gmail.com if you have any list questions if you want to tell me hi if you have any tactics questions if you're bored if you if i say something you don't like etc etc i get all of those emails and more so i love getting your guys's emails love talking to you guys um i get a bunch uh, and if i have an answered email right away i am really busy so unfortunately i probably just haven't gotten to it yet but that doesn't matter keep sending them in i love getting them and one final thing next week i'm going to be talking about the bao the bay area open which is our uh frontline gaming's north cal event um it'll be our it was last year it was the second biggest solo event in 40k uh this year we don't know um it's looking like it might compete with the socal open but the socal open might actually just beat it we don't know yet um but it's definitely our second or third largest event after the las vegas open so it's going to be a pumped it's going to be the first big solo event first big solo major of the new year so eight on top of that atc which was actually the first big major of the new year with, with 280 players just insane it was a team event Team events a little different from solo events, obviously. Uh, the lists are made a lot differently. The tactics are a lot different. And there are certain lists that I think would do well. Um, but in an ATC format, they actually kind of get thrown to the wolves. And they're uh, what you call a defender list, which is a take-all-comers list. Or a list that doesn't lose the game very well. We should really have a team episode one day. I, I love the team, the team event tactics. Like, it's just so interesting. Anyways... So I'm going to look at that event. Um, hopefully I can find a guest or someone who, who was on Team Happy who won the whole thing. Um, hopefully I can find someone from Team Happy to talk to, bring on the podcast. If not, maybe I'll just drag Reese or Frankie onto it. Um, and if not, maybe I'll just talk about it on my own. Anyways, so yeah, look forward to that next week, guys. We'll talk about BAO. We'll talk about the meta after ATC, the my predictions for the BAO, and then 
the week after that is the BAO, so I'll probably pre-record another index episode, and then after the BAO, which is at the end of the month, we will jump into the rest of the indexes, um, unless GW gives us more stuff to talk about. Um, and that's it. All right, guys, thanks very much for listening. You guys are the best. Have a good one.